0: Uh. Me, I'm uh. the with the hello
1: and welcome to another episode of Combat Time. I am one of your hosts, Yassine, and I'm joined by Josh. Oh shit. what, what up, what up? <laughs> and Jay. Hello, hello. Were you, were you caught by surprise with me picking you first? I I didn't know who we were going to do first. Yeah, I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, one thing I did notice uh, listening to uh, the previous episode of the podcast, hmm. I realized that I never say the line that Jay always says, where we t- three friends talk about everything and anything Mortal Kombat. And I think, J- Josh, you kind of say something like that.
2: I've said it before, and Jay kind of adapted it. And, you know, it's just evolved. We don't really have a slogan I think uh, th- th- starting out we just said a podcast or three friends talk about Mortal Kombat and then it kind of evolved. Well, I mean yeah, but like I never say it.
3: Well, I mean like <laughs> I I always I always make the mistake to where I always introduce us but I never introduce myself. I never say one of your hosts Jay. I just immediately go into the guest <laughs> or like or like you see I never Josh. caught that. Yeah, I, I never do it yeah. and I, I need to get better about I like on that. <laughs> I'm
1: just I that's a carryover from the Token Net podcast where I just that's how I did it. Huh, so. Huh. Eh. Cause you know sometimes you gotta know, you know what I mean? Yeah, gotta know, gotta know who you are. Yeah. So how you doing? How you guys doing? doing pretty good.
2: A little tired. A little, you know, got over the holiday, holiday shit and all that. Yeah. This. Is oh, yeah. Be- just to- yeah this.
3: Right. Yeah. This is being recorded uh, not too long after the Thanksgiving holiday, where Americans stuff themselves with more food and get fatter by comparison. I mean, and I'm- I
2: didn't do jack shit. I didn't. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't eat but anything. I still have leftovers uh, in my. Dude, I'll take some.
3: Yeah, I'm at, like I'm absolutely. i just been. I'm absolutely fat. Like tough. I'm I'm absolutely fatter by comparison. I was eating pumpkin pie, key lime pie, Pump-pah. pecan pie, even though I hate That's that, pecan that
2: pie. But, ugh. You ate gross. Three different types of pies on one day, or is this stretched out like your stomach?
3: <laughs> it's. Damn. It's probably stressed out like my damn stomach just because, like, I love my pumpkin, my key lime pie, but my pecan pie makes me want to lose weight. I do because...
2: love some pecan pie. Uh, yeah, how, do pie say, how do you say
3: that word? Pecan?
2: Uh, I don't know if there's a proper way. No, there is. Pecan is how I say it, too.
3: No, there is a proper way. This pe- Ben
2: Affleck says it like pecan. Yeah, I
3: was about to say, this pecan bullshit needs to die. It's pecan. Damn it. That's, that's how it needs to be. Everything else that no, you say is wrong. Bullshit. I say pecan or pecan. You're I wrong. I think it's southern thing to say. I think like, whatever
1: wow. the first person who said it first said it.
3: Well, <laughs> the first person who said it to you first, you've seen, is wrong. It's bacon. You know what I
1: got?
2: You know what I got called out uh, for mispronouncing uh-huh. NASA. Wait, NASA? Like the organization, the space? Yeah, I say NASA, but it's NASA. You mean
1: like the city? But I say it like no, the fucking space. No, I'm saying there's a city called Nassau.
2: Oh, I don't know that, but I just like say I say Nassau. And, like, someone called me out on it one time. I guess, like, oh, shit, I really am saying it. Like, hee-haw style,
1: aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw, um, I was watching the TikTok. I'm uh, basically on wrestling TikTok now. So, I saw a clip where one, were, uh, one guy was asking a bunch of people, like, what is their favorite games? And one guy said, uh, Galaga. And then another wrestler came and was like, is that how you say it? Is it not Galaga. And then he just went on and on for a while. I've never heard anybody say Galaga.
3: Yeah, I've never heard anybody say Galaga either.
2: Like people that like, well, looking at you, you see, and you probably roll your eyes when people say in Rider. Okay. Which, but that's different because that's I don't like know how you foreign... can fucking say that. They say it in the show. They say in the Rider.
3: Yeah, but there's no way to fuck it up. Yeah, but Josh, how many people have we heard say um, "Hi hey, Say" and not "Hey Say"?
2: Yeah, and that's understandable because it's a foreign word and all that.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. And,
2: and you know, I mean, common's a foreign word too, but you hear him in the show. No one, a lot of people that, you know, before they got to meet Godzilla fans in real life probably didn't know how to fucking say it. But, you know, there's an intuitiveness in uh, looking at words that I think maybe it's just some people don't have. And yeah, I always said say. I look at it and I see say. There's
3: always interesting when it comes to pronunciations, it's just like at least with common Rider and then K- and the people say cayman Rider, that has to do with how they grew up learning how to pronounce words and the sounds that they make. Because when But you, it's
1: like they say it in the
0: show. I know they say it but in the show, but Josh... How
1: that works. that's not how that works in English either. Cause yeah. Because A-M-E only works that way if there's nothing after the E.
3: Yeah, yeah, because like 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 in Japanese in any context of Japanese, if you say the word ka, k a which sounds like ka, that's usually enunciating a question of some types when the sentence you're using it in. But if we say but if we say but if we say K a K A here in English, we pronounce it as K or K, like like, like, yeah, like
2: all well, cats a seed. But... It, it's
3: almost like the A is silent, but we just say the letter. That that's an English uh, derivative, but in Japanese, you're actually saying a I. I guess the that makes sense. Yeah, with the K, which is a K sound instead. So you say Ka. Um. So it's a, anyway. So it's a bit This different.
2: isn't the linguistics. Uh, linguistics also, we time.
1: Got some of that wrong, so we apologize. We
2: don't yeah. have Japanese. <laughs> is it like for King Kosugi? Is it Kane Kosugi or is it uh, Neil's pronounced at Kane Kosugi? Which one's the right one? I
3: would think, co- I think it's Kosugi. I think it's Kosugi. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, but yeah, but like, don't like take everything I said with a grain of salt. I'm weeaboo trash, so I'm over here well, trying here's to. The, her or here's everyone? A question.
1: Here's a question. Yeah, is it Kane Kosugi or is it supposed to be Kane Kosugi?
2: <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit! That's you know a, what? It probably is Kane.
3: That's a good point. <laughs> you seen? <laughs>
1: I'm just saying.
3: But I mean, Well, I think,
2: he, is it an American name? Wasn't he born in the
1: U.S. or lived in the U.S.? I don't know. Yeah, he was born in the U.S. But, I mean, his okay. father Japanese, so would give him a Japanese name. I don't know if that's Japanese. Japanese name. I have
0: no idea. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a, it could be either. <laughs> but, if it was Kano, I feel like that's more of a feminine name. But I don't know.
2: Well, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be. Or it's like Kano. Or Kano is a Japanese, it's Kano. But, you know, oh, for the purposes right. of Mortal Kombat, he's Kano, because it sounds cooler.
1: Like Raiden instead of Raiden.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ray versus Rai. Yeah. As and far as and like Goro,
2: which is like Steve in Japan, but they picked Goro because he, well, he rips people in half. He's like gory. He's cool. I think they called it, it Goro sounds...
1: because of. Uh... it the Dragon? Isn't there a character oh. called Goro?
2: There's Bolo, who's the, the Goro of the movie. I thought this character's name is Bolo. Oh, maybe. Yeah, the villain says it. You will fight Bolo.
1: Well now I gotta check. Right. I, I feel like there's a Yeah, you're right, Bolo. There you go. I feel like somebody's name was Goro though. No? No? Nah? May, maybe in
2: maybe in Fish. fucking uh uh the 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 John Claude movie. No, uh right. Street Fighter, whatever the fuck movie was it? Uh God damn. Oh Bloodsport. Uh, Last Dragon? Oh. Bloodsport. I, I was thinking Bloodsport. Oh right. Who that actor is also in. Was he called Goro on that one?
1: Let me see. Plus We should water. probably
2: get to talking about Sonya soon.
1: No. His name was Chung Li. What? His name was Chung Li. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Chung Li. Chung Li. Oh, Chung. Okay, mean. yeah, yeah. Not fucking hmm. Chung Li. Maybe when we do a retrospective on Goro, we'll find out where that name came from.
2: We'll get there. Actually, yeah, I... Didn't know how they picked that name. That's a good thing. I, I I think I know how they picked it. I think, like, what's the Japanese name? Goro. That sounds violent. That fits per- him. <laughs> I think that's all the thought that went into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. The creative process was fun. Right. Yeah, it I really mean. is. Speaking of, let's get into our topic of the show, which is a sort of a character... Uh, breakdown or exploration and of Sonya Blade and the actors the many actresses who portrayed her over the years Um, and everybody knows uh, Sonya was one of the original cast members uh, of Mortal Kombat 1 well Mortal Kombat God damn it 1992 I
3: guess (laughs) we have to say yes we kind of have to say that now
2: or original mortal Com- yeah or OG Mortal Kombat OG
3: Mortal Kombat o- OG MK we have to just acronym the shit out of that game now
1: <laughs> OG MK1
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ Go all that. But um yes yeah, even though she was a last minute addition uh to the ro- to the roster because of, like we need to have a female character there's a bunch of it's a dude It's a sausage fest in here <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. it's true <laughs> So they they uh, initially added her. Um, Creative process. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, originally, I believe she was modeled after many people, but one of them being Cynthia Rothrock, who was a famous uh, uh, actor in martial arts movies in like Hong Kong and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people are aware of who she is. I mean, she's. Oh yeah. I- I never heard of her. I Googled the
2: fuck out of her. So I got some tidbits for her well, if we go, go outline them. I will say, oh, Josh. Oh, like right
3: now? Well, well, Josh, before you begin, I will say. Go it, to J.A. it, it, Like, Because I just have a little intro on her. If you're not familiar with Cynthia Rockwell, you absolutely should be. Because if you're Rockwell? any... T- uh yeah roth rock roth i can't pronounce the name right apologies for that but you know i'm talking about but if you're not familiar she's like eli
2: roth and she rocks yes yes she does
3: rock (laughs) but if you're not familiar with her in terms of martial arts cinema i feel like you absolutely should be i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna sit here and say that like um for every person listening to this podcast right now who is a bit of a martial arts um enthusiast um that you should watch every single movie that she's been in because i'm not gonna sit here and, and actually like dissect the quality of every movie that she's been in but if you're into martial arts in any type of way and you're into your jackie chans your bruce lee's your jet lee's your donnie yens then cynthia Ro- uh, rothwell if i'm saying it right um Roth Rock still
1: said it
2: wrong i know Ooh, i still said shit. it
3: wrong yeah i can't say names right man like this is just my curse but um if you're into that, then you should... Oh,
2: shit. Now I know who she is. I've seen a picture over here. Yeah. yeah,
3: but you should actually educate yourself on martial arts cinema with Cynthia R. I'm just going to say Cynthia R because I fell everything. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> um, you should... Give... Go ahead.
1: I-, I can give three movies to check out if anybody wants to. and they, They're they're now available in the U.S. on like Blu-ray. Uh, one is Yes, Madam, which is her uh, alongside uh, now Academy Award winner, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yep. You could also see that. her in a movie called Millionaire Express, which is with, uh, I believe, uh, Samuel Hung. And I don't think she has a big role in that, but she's in it. And also a movie called Riding Wrongs with Yun Biao. So, nice. if you want to check out some of her movies, I, I suggest those three.
3: Yeah, and the she's
2: funny bits. Are... Oh, good.
3: And well, I was going to say, she's awesome, and she's amazing, and then if you are any sort of female aspiring to be in martial arts in any type of way, she is, in my opinion, like a very good role model to, role model to start from, um, as far Absolutely. as... like she
2: was you- kind of a kind of a trailblazer, because, you know, a woman isn't going to... Back then, it might not have been a common thought to have a woman like be like a martial arts star, like they're going to automatically want to just cast her because she's sexy or something like that, and she kind of... She fought against it. I mean, she went to Hong Kong, and I think she had a little less trouble in Hong Kong than she did would have in the United States. But like, she became just fucking a badass in the yeah. field. The the funny things that I noted about her first, I like, I made ignorant. I didn't know who she was. Although now when I Googled her again, and the first picture comes up is her in a police uniform. Which, uh, what movie is that from? Uh, but I've seen that picture before. I'm like, oh, I, uh, I know who she is. But also looking at her now, I could see, like, I could see why that's based off of Sonya because when I did my research initially, she didn't, obviously, she didn't look like that now. She's like way older, but like her, she, she does not have blonde hair anymore. Uh, yeah. she's dyed her hair. And I'm like, how's that based off of Sonya? Uh, but I find it funny because now, current day, uh, Cynthia Rothrock kind of looks like she'd be perfect as Xena. And it's funny because uh, one of her appearances... Unfortunately, it wasn't in Xena the Warrior Princess, but related to that, she was in an episode of Hercules, the Hercules show. Uh Uh, And then, strangely, after she stopped doing martial arts uh, stuff but still making appearances, she was the narrator in the movie Asian Ghost Story. It's completely fucking random.
1: It's very random.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just thought this was cool. But the other thing I, I... read an interview of her. Uh, now it makes sense looking at her younger pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, I could see that being a, a basis for Sonya. is apparently she was... St- so the whole... The whole... She was based... Sonya was based off of her thing. I think does need like... fact uh, checking and stuff. like Because as you said, you've seen Sonya kind of came last minute. They were like, oh, we need a character. We need a female character. It is a sausage party in here. And like I said, Sonya's original conception was Jax, whose name was Curtis Stryker. Yep. (laughs) And then they they turned her into a woman. And then they're like, Sonya Blade, that sounds cool. So I don't, you know, she was kind of like an afterthought. So I don't know if they were like thinking like, who can we base her look off of? Hey, this Cynthia Rothrock's cool.
1: I mean, considering the movies that they pulled from and it seemed like, you know, Tobias, maybe more so than Ed Boon was really into martial arts movies. Uh, at least that's kind of the impression that I get, like reading the Mortal Kombat book. It seemed like mine did, too. Yeah, he seemed more into martial well, movies because he hang around with like, you know, Daniel pacina and uh, all of them. So they kind of all yeah. like those movies. It's uh, funny that
2: like he he liked those movies and he had made friends of martial artists, but he didn't do it himself. I mean, he's just an artist. He's a creative person.
1: He's a crea- He's more of a creative person. Yeah. Yeah. But, like me. Uh, exactly.
2: Like all of us, we're all creative. Um, But no, the, one, one thing about Cynthia, though, before we go on, is I think it is more or less confirmed because I read an interview where they asked her about that. And she said, uh, this might have been the interview I read on uh, We Got This Covered is the name of the website, and it's from 2018. I never fucking heard of this. This is still around, too. She said they actually approached her to, like, be Sonya. Mm -hmm. But she was too expensive for them. And she said when they turned around and Sonya still kind of looked kind of like styled after her, she was salty. And uh, I think she may have even tried to sue, but there was just no, it was like parody fair use or whatever. There was no thing like they were stealing her look, but she actually was salty a little bit after that. It's kind of
1: hard to... Yeah, it's it's harder to... Because it's, like, miss.
2: styled after her. Okay, I pick another blonde woman that does athletics. It's not like the Sonia outfit was iconic to Cynthia Rothrock. But, you not know...
1: Not that I know. I don't know. I don't know all of her movies, but... I, well, I think I mean, the fact that they got... Well, we can get actress- how they picked
2: the uniform. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. But I feel like the fact that they got another actress to play her, to play Sonia Blade, it gives them a leg up in being like, well, I mean... We're using this person, they're the look that we're using. Yeah. Is the only the only the only similarity between you two is that you're blonde women. Yeah. And so athletic. Athletic women, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh I mean so. it's the same of like they couldn't get Jean Claude Van Damme, so okay, we'll get Daniel Basino. They they're small guys, they can't afford actors yet. None of these guys are actors or girls. They're they're gym they're athletes.
1: Exactly, and They're this not is acting, their first you know. game, you know. Yeah, they can't get these. They can't. They couldn't get anybody that, you know, they probably didn't really have much of a budget. So,
3: at least in the beginning, now, no, yeah. So
1: it makes sense that they would just, you know, base it off of uh, archetypes that they are aware of. You know, yeah, it makes sense. Got Sonya. She's well.
2: Her story is Curtis Stryker was military, so in you know when. Uh, Daniel Piscina suggested to, I guess we'll go and say Elizabeth Malecki was the first Sonia. Uh, the idea was military. So Elizabeth Malecki just like, okay, fuck, I'll bring a this workout uniform and it's green. So it's kind of like military, right? <laughs> yeah, they roll with this. <laughs> That's how our costume came about.
3: <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I do actually want to mention real quick, Josh, um, just a little bit, just because I just find this inherently funny, because when you're talking about fighting games in the early 90s, which, of course, there always was this sort of interesting push just to include all these different types of people in your fighting games. Like, Street Fighter obviously did it with Chun-Li as the, quote-unquote, like, when you think about female fighting game person, you're probably going to think of Chun-Li first. But Sonya Blade Mm -hmm. was sort of Mortal Kombat's entry into that phase. But I do find it hilarious that originally... When we think about the initial impact of Curtis Stryker as a character throughout the entire MK franchise, we have to realize... Yeah, I know. We have to realize that he was originally slated to be an MK-1 as a character, and he got replaced by Sonya because they wanted a female fighter. And then he was originally going to be an MK-2, but that ended up evolving into something now that we call Jax, and Jax ended up being his own character. <laughs> now that we call Jax. Yes. You worded that so oddly. I know. <laughs> well, J- oh, well, I'm
2: just going to rework it and say Curtis Stryker was originally black.
3: Yeah, probably. It, like. It, it, that, that, that's no, hilarious. probably he was. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then they, uh, but then it just ended up being in MK3. It was as we finally got a Curtis Stryker. And I just say that, I feel like I have to say this because I like Curtis Stryker as a character. That's just me. But I understand the controversy behind that character. But I just find it hilarious that Curtis Stryker was supposed to be as originally intended in MK1, which they then turned into Sonya as sort of like a last minute change. I just find that kind of hilarious that that's the history that we have to start with Sonya Blade as a character on from, you know, from MK1 in Boy. 1992.
2: I'm just thinking about Defenders of the Realm cartoon and just seeing, and they all kind of pal together because they're all the American characters, but you got Jax, Stryker, and Sonya, that's kind of like some fucking multiverse thing just looking at that, because that's essentially the same person in a way, they all, they started from the same idea. Mm-hmm. That's crazy yeah. when you think about it.
3: Yep. I mean, oh, if, yeah. you, if you really look at Curtis Stryker and Sonya, there's a lot of similarities there. Probably more so than you're comfortable with, but it does exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I perhaps we should ask too, uh, and then we can get into... Boy, I'm taking over. I'm not hosting this. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, we're all
1: hosting this. We're all...
2: We are, Josh. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: God.
2: <Ugh. laughs> I, I might ask, what, what makes know. Sonya? 'Cause obviously she's evolved a little bit too. All they had to go with was she's military. She's a tough chick. But what what makes Sonya? What is her defining characteristics?
3: So now? so I wanna start off with that because what makes Sonya for me is this is this is childish, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It is oh boy. it is gym oh instructor it, it it is getting your ass kicked by a gym instructor that knows how to grab you with her legs and loop you into oblivion. That is Sonya for me. That's is-
1: You make it sound like you're getting your ass kicked by the Wee Fit girl. Yes,
3: yes. Actually, I mean she
2: does kind of look like the Wee Fit girl in MK1, only green and has a face.
3: (laughs) So, so I have a question for you guys. If you know this off the top of your head, but did any of you two ever play Killer Instinct?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
3: Okay, so are you familiar with the character of Orchid? Yeah. So
1: he's a female character. Guys.
3: Yeah. So I want you to think about Orchid for a quick second. What was her defining characteristic um in the game? At least as far as the sound. Honestly, not not her body type, her sound.
2: I don't remember I don't the know. sound. That's, There's a lot know. of good sound in Killer Instinct. It had a rock and soundtrack. It did, it I don't had a rock and soundtrack, but th- um, sound she did. But
3: my broader point is that Orkin had two things about her that was very characteristic. I remember she was
2: green obviously. Yeah, she
3: was very green, but she also had like, and this is just 90s thing, but she had a very big chest in all the ways that Mm -hmm. guys want a big chest. She actually has
2: a finishing move where she she flashes the player and I guess it just uh, kills them somehow.
3: (sighs) And her big thi- I mean you know, and her nice. big phrase at the end of every single you know um win was yeah yeah which again is not too far away from Chung Lee's yata, yata yata and and whenever and whenever Sonia see you connect
2: she doesn't say anything in MK one much oh no she just does the she okay no no I think you're really drawing a
3: well no I'm getting to well, that's the thing. Well, I'm getting to a broader point here, Josh. So, yeah, I know that, uh, I know that Sonya doesn't actually say anything at the end. Uh, very few do. Uh, very few of the MK characters actually do. But her stance at the end whenever she wins a match is very like, I'm going to raise my hands and I'm going to look at the camera and smile, which is very akin to Chun-Li's peace sign at the end of Street Fighter 2 mm. with her Utah. So there's like, there's that very sort of innocent like, yay, guys, Sonya- I just won the match.
2: When she wins, she pumps her fist and then stands facing the camera. I don't remember if she throws her hands up, but I don't know, Jay. That's
3: well, she takes what you
2: do. I won. I fucking gonna you know, woohoo. I don't know.
3: Yeah, but she's she she's she's very innocent about it, which makes her definitely feel like you know, like hey,
2: like- God damn it, you're making me Google Sonia winning pose MK one, and I have to fucking fuck you, Ed Boon. I got to dial. Original Mortal Kombat instead of MK1. (laughs) Sonya Wing Pose. OG original Mortal Kombat. This
1: is the second, no, the third time he's done this to us. Third time? Well, 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 we have
2: Mortal Kombat 2019. Yes, Jay, uh, I, I thought that's what she did. Yeah, she does do the fist pump, but then she throws her hands up in the air diagonally.
1: Yes. Which I don't know what that you know, she, woo, Is it like it's which, like a gymnast pose kind of thing? Yes.
2: Yeah, that's and obviously Elizabeth Malecki, uh the original actress, was a, a, a fucking a personal trainer at that point. Uh and an and a and a stockbroker. We'll get into that. Um and I guess yeah, it was gym yeah, she's got an interesting uh resume. Um yeah, I guess it's a gymnast that well Well we're still going on Jay's thought here. Jay I see where you're, I see where you're going. I see the the ball you're picking up, but I think it's uh, I think it's deflated. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> coincidental. Shunli Lee's all about woohoo yada yata, and it's cute. This is just like do something, and Elizabeth Malucky's like gymnast pose. And I don't know. I don't think that's well, Josh.
3: I At least it nods that. At least you see what I'm going for. The ball may be deflated, but at least it's a ball that can be inflated. So I don't feel that bad about that. So I mean, at least you it's acknowledge a glass that. Half
2: full or half empty?
3: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But you, you kind of see what I mean. Let's I swear,
2: say- referee, this ball can be inflated. I wasn't cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you kinda of, but 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 my broader point is you kind of understand the aesthetic that Sonya is kind of going for when she is the only female character in a I guess 90s it's it, game. it it
2: lends to also a man-centric world where automatically the female character has to do something cute or something exactly. like that. Exactly.
3: That's you know? that like thank you. That's kind of what I'm getting to my broader point to. Now Sonya is a bit of a different animal altogether. She is not Chung Lee, as uh as Elizabeth Maleki has gone into in her own interviews, where she what she wanted Sonya to be. She didn't want Sonya to be this sort of like, you know, sex icon of Mortal Kombat. She wanted her to be tough as nails, very much, you mm-hmm. know, like. Uh, a go-getter and not something that originally she was portrayed to be in Mortal Kombat one, in my humble opinion. Now, of course we'll get into it later, but her character did evolve into something more of what, uh, what Elizabeth Pilecki had originally intended, even though it was played by different people. But I just find the origins of a character like that to be rather fascinating for the time that she was created at that moment versus what she is now. I just think the interesting dynamic of progress is there from what she was to what she is now is worth actually discussing. Yeah. And, uh
2: boy, yeah, I guess before getting to Elizabeth Malecki, I guess, yeah, to answer what is Sonia? Jay, you pretty much said it, because, yeah, Elizabeth Malecki said in an interview that she would prefer Sonia's main, her first characteristic shouldn't be sexy. She's like, she she disapproves of that. And I would ask, too, like, do we feel they've successfully steered away from that over the course of Sonia's career? Sounds uh, funny to say career. For, I think they kind of no, had a little... Recently. I think their main flub was the 3D era games, which we're getting into. And of course, uh, the, the horniest of the MK games, MK nine or MK 20 2011. Um, I think Sony is pretty much always from the day one tough military, no nonsense. Uh, and you know, obviously she's been given more character. Apparently I learned this too. Uh, Jay, you're talking about which Sonya actress was before we started recording, was from Austin, Texas, and we still don't know. But apparently, Sonya was given the backstory in MK versus DC that uh, she's the daughter of a Texas Ranger. Maybe that's where you're getting the your lines crossed.
3: Maybe. I mean, like, granted, I I didn't like check my T's and cross my I's on that or whatever the phrase is. I probably said that wrong. You never but, do. Yeah, I never do. Check but, your <laughs> T's and cross your I's. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> um But still, I know that, like, originally, if we're talking about the character, not the actual actresses, but the character herself is actually from Austin, Texas, originally. So when you think of Sonya Blade as a Special Forces go-getter badass chick, she's from, like, she's a Texan. There you go. She's so. Texas.
2: Where does she live in um in the MK twenty twenty one movie with her little shitty trailer? Is that uh that's not Texas. Where is that?
3: Lord knows. But I
2: mean she's Jax gives gives an address. I don't remember well, where it's supposed to be.
3: Well, it's just a matter of like her origin as a like basically as a born human being growing up is Austin, Texas. So make that a make of that what you will. Uh I, like I just found that rather interesting about her character in general, that she's a Texan, much like Johnny Cage is from California. Uh, from somewhere, no. I mean, like there's probably like a Malibu. whole, yeah, like like there's probably like a whole like thing about like what like what Earth Realm characters like where they're actually from, like Lord. I don't even know where Lu Kang is actually from, like originally, like where he was born at. um <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, the the song says "born in China," okay, but we don't know.
3: But but you know, but like where in China? We don't know is, what part is, of
2: China. Yeah, yeah. where in China? Yeah, uh, to Americans, it's just China. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> That's a good question though, Jay. But yeah, I think I think,
1: yeah, I mean,
2: I'm I'm almost like steering into saying that like she didn't evolve much because from day get go she was pretty much tough. T- yes, she's pretty. She's a woman. She dresses a little revealingly, but more off more than that, she's her character trait is tough and specifically military tough. And I think it wasn't until the 3D games where they made her actually look more military cuz obviously a, a leotard i mean they did but they did it in a bad way because they they gave her army pants and shit like that but also midriff they gave her um, like
1: low rise pants and like yeah. a crop top and then put a uh, bag I think there was a the
2: thong jacket. even in a uh, deadly they alliance
1: put badge on her jacket
2: yeah That's but funny. it's like they they did attempt to make it a little more military but like i said they did it in a bad way uh, and now, I think, now... Yeah I, think,
1: yeah, I think MKX and MK11 are where... Yeah, now really she wears
2: like, like a, a... What do you call it? Just a full suit. Like a tactical I mean, we gotta, suit.
1: We gotta give credit for where that came first. MK95. Hmm.
2: Yes. Uh, boy, yeah, well, I was getting into, uh, cause I mean, we don't to... Because...
1: Get we don't have to get to Bridget Wilson yet, but I'm just saying like, as far as like what her, like, military aesthetic kind of yeah, well, I think I feel like it evolved from that because before that... It probably
2: did because I think they realized when they were making the movie first off, not many of the characters except for the ninjas wear their outfits from the game because they realized yeah. this is going to look ridiculous.
1: You know, you're going to have a... He kind of does at the end.
2: He kind of does at the end. He takes off a shirt and he's wearing black pants and That's I I mention this all the time. You do the Leo DiCaprio... It's just like the games! <laughs> um... But, like, Sonya, it's like, you're gonna have this, you know, serious character who's in the military, special forces, and she's walking her in fucking a, a workout uniform. Workout it's like, I
1: fit, nah.
2: it, depending on the tone of the movie, that could actually be hilarious. But obviously, they're like, we gotta figure out something. So they just gave her this black, uh, full suit. And it worked. It fits. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly.
2: As far as her character, yeah, I guess her character, is her expansion is having, obviously, Jacks wasn't fully realized yet and he became inseparable from her as you know her partner and all that and of course she's had the backstory of of losing a partner to kano but i think it became i think she's had more to do obviously have becoming a mother in mk 11 uh, 11 and stuff like that in 10 yeah um but i think pretty much her character has stayed on a straight and narrow it's just her design had a couple a little bit of a Unfortunate detour in the 3D era games.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Very yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think I said all I needed to say about what makes Sonia. Unless anyone else has a thought, and then I'll I'll, I'll hand over the reins back to you, seeing because I'm just talking uh, a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, what else also makes Sonia like she's no nonsense, but I also think she has a bit of a sarcastic side, especially when she deals with people like Johnny Cage
2: and I think that comes from the movie too
1: yeah I that, that that's that's shown in later games as well I think where she's like she's not she's she is all serious but she she's not above you know taking you down a few pegs with a little bit of a, a humor
2: I guess I mean yeah I think that is the case of her and Johnny it's the you know you act like you hate him but you're you hate each other but you know you really love each other Um, I think a lot of that is owed to the 95 movie too, which I think a lot of lore aspects, MK, you know, everything, Carrie Tagawa, Kano being Australian, Sonia being a little snarky, you know, she's snarky of other people.
3: Study this. Um, I I do, I do kind of want to mention though that like it, Sonia, this is sort of like a misconception of Sonia as a whole, but I, I feel like it's worth mentioning Sonya as a character has always been kind of envisioned as the female fighter of Mortal Kombat, but it really wasn't until the 95 movie, and God bless it for what it is, that they kind of like did this whole ship of Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. But if we're talking about the original timeline, like not the NetherRealms timeline, but the original Midway timeline, Johnny Cage and Sonya never really had a thing for each other throughout most of the games. They were just kind of like friends, but totally 100% platonic. It really wasn't until... The ninety-five movie, and that influence carried on. That the in, that the love interests of Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade became like more of a thing. Because really, when you look at Johnny Cage as a character and Sonya Blade as a character, they don't really have a lot of chemistry inherently between each other. One's very military special forces oriented, very much disciplined. The other is sort of like the comic relief Goofball character that just kind of like somehow survives like everything and is like Kurt Russell. And then again, that's
2: an aspect of Johnny's character that I think came into the movies because I don't know how Goofball, they envisioned him. They just thought he's a spoiled movie star and he's cool and Sonya's serious military and then obviously movie it's in the 90s so we got to fucking have romances in here bro so who makes sense Johnny Johnny and Sonya works yeah. same of Katana and Luke and it's sort kind of, of like
3: 90s and, thing. and that's like a normal perception of what you would think would be and like in like a 90s aesthetic but i definitely send, i definitely tend to lean more uh of what of what Elizabeth Malecki originally envisioned Sonya to be and i think Ed Boon kind of like sort of leaned into that too about how sonya is not just the love interest or the damsel in distress oh, absolutely which, not it with, never with, was that yeah which is sad because she does inevitably become the damsel in distress of mortal kombat at least in the earlier games that's just yeah and, well, she, she kind of the, does but
2: but i'm thinking the movie where she's uh captured but also yeah in the uh, in mk2 she literally is captured yep. and chained up but so is kano Funny thing about that too, uh that 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 is kind of the source of Elizabeth Maleki's uh, beef with uh midway people then uh, when she joined forces with Daniel Pacina and others is cause uh she wasn't in the second game, but they used her likeness. And they put her in the background. If you notice, uh in the background of M K two, Kano is still Richard Divizio. It is like actor. But Sonya isn't. Sonia's art, if you look. She's not, because Elizabeth, Elizabeth Malecki wasn't there. So they just kind of airbrushed Sonia in there.
3: Which is always, in she, my opinion, Josh, a great point to point out. Because obviously, like, anybody who's played MK2 for a prolonged period of time knows, like, very clearly, that when you're at, like, Shao Kahn's battleground, he has Kano on one side, Sonia on the other. And then that's where you actually get to look at those sprites, like, when you actually see them. So you can kind of tell that. Uh, I do find that kind of inherently interesting that Elizabeth Malecki, like, had that beef at the time because well, yeah. I mean,
2: she was same thing uh you know i i didn't do any extra research for it for this episode but that's stuff you know we talked about in our mk1 and 2 episode that i've talked about and i'm afraid i'm gonna say something that i misremembered but basically you know the idea was there There were two separate lawsuits uh daniel Pacino was the main one he did too but the, i mean the main idea was like when they found out how much money the game is making in the home market they're like well, wait a second this wasn't part of our agreement. <laughs> and uh there there was some other issues too that they were trying to attack, but of course none of them succeeded. But yeah, Elizabeth Bolecky was uh head of that charge along with Daniel Piscina. And whoops, so oh, oh well. We I got Kerry Hoskins now. But, yeah, but let's not get ahead of ourselves.
3: Yeah, and like and even though that like as far as like um the afterthought of like the whole Johnny Cage Sonya ship thing that they've kind of done um, I don't inherently dislike it. Um, I like the idea that Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade kind of settle down. But when I look at them externally as characters, I don't see any particular reason why they would ever really get together because I feel like the chemistry yeah. is lacking. But maybe they're sort of going with a opposites attract kind of mentality because Johnny Cage and Sonya are opposites.
2: <laughs> Seeing it now, it just seems perfect because they're used to it. And also just because Sony- they are opposites, Sonya's no nonsense and Johnny Cage is all nonsense. Uh, but also it's, it is just carry over from just the nineties storytelling where we got to do a romance and honestly, the less talked about, uh, this after this point is probably the better because the relationship does not define a character
0: no it doesn't <laughs>
3: um, it's, it's 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 honestly the interesting thing I just sort of pointing out that like this was a very much nice thing which is why it's kind of like existed in the first place even in Street Fighter there's plenty of storylines where like Ken and Chun-Li are, are things yeah what? Like, uh, yeah. I was
2: about to ask are there ships in Street Fighter because oh, I yeah. don't know of any
3: oh yeah Ken and, okay. Ken and Chun-Li is one there's one I don't who- see it uh, i don't see it either but it totally exists it's like it's actually kind of like it's actually kind of a thing depending on which storyline of street Fighter that you kind of go by
2: only ship i know is uh guile and charlie best buds forever <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, go on Charlie best post forever. But yeah, Chun-Li absolutely has ships because that's just how the 90s kind of were because you have the one lone female character in a fighting game. You got to ship him with someone. That's just how it works. Like, that's just.
2: You're a female fire uh, in a female character in a fighting game. You're like, oh shit. They're going to yeah, fucking yeah, ship me with someone yeah. just because I'm the only girl. God
3: but, damn it. But again, like I think, I think my broader point is that, like, that's why I respect Sonya a lot as a um, as a female fighter character because I feel like that inherently she has grown and evolved past that and become kind of like her own thing. Whether, whether or not she shipped with Johnny Cage to me is kind of irrelevant. It's like she doesn't... She does, Like when I think of Sonya, I don't think of her as Johnny Cage's girlfriend or the damsel in distress. Like I just don't think that's of That's a her good way as, to define it. Yeah, yeah. I don't... That's I don't not my first impression. Does. Yeah, and that, that to me is inherently why that she is good as a female character in a fighting game with a lack of female characters because that's how she was originally conceived. It's sort of tells you that this is something that um, was, I guess, envisioned and she kind of became her own thing as very inspiring to sort of add to the uh, to, to the overall diversity of the cast of MK. So that's just kind of like my broader point on that one.
1: Yep, yep. So I guess we can move on. We can move on from Elizabeth Maleky who played the original Sonya Blade to, oh, uh, we barely talked about her. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Elizabeth, I mean, I had a
2: shit Elizabeth ton Malucky? I wanted to say about Elizabeth Maleky, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mentioned she was a stockbroker. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. apparently, as of her hiring uh, for mm-hmm. the first game, she basically was uh, working in the gym. Uh, that uh, actually I have the fucking uh, Lakeshore Athletic Club is the name of the gym where Daniel Pesina and all them were. Uh, I think she was a personal trainer at the time. Also, yes, a stockbroker uh, or an options trader. I don't know the fucking right way to say options traders, but I have my notes. She said in an interview she was in finance and the gym stuff was on the side. Like she always grew up being interested in gymnastics and stuff like that. And she got brought into Mortal Kombat uh, but it's funny, um, stockbroking, uh, didn't fucking work out for her and actually already wasn't working out for her by the time of Mortal Kombat because of the, the great fucking, uh, stock market crash in the 80s, right? Um, if you watched Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, that was a big point. Yep. Um, she was still bouncing around jobs though, but she was like, this ain't gonna fucking work out. Uh, and a- actually afterwards, uh, she was training to be a nurse, which she, uh, as of at least 2018, she is now cool so Good she's her. bounced around yeah yeah um but bu- 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 do i have anything else oh yeah so i said outside of recording to don't trust uh everything you're reading on the internet because her wikipedia article says she was born in london but she was on uh the combat cast uh several years back and they brought that up and she was like no <laughs> i'm not from fucking london um actually i forget where she's from um she might be from texas jay actually she might be the austin texas one But uh, she's also credited in Mortal Kombat, or not credited, it's listed as uncredited, but a credit as female trooper. And they brought that up and she's like, no, what the hell is going on here? In what? Uh, In Mortal Kombat X uh, on IMDb, Uh she's listed as uncredited female trooper. And they brought that up in the interview and she's like, no, if they did, I, I don't know anything about that. Maybe they based a character off her look or something. Um, actually, it's kind of curious if she's, uh, credited at all in MK1, because they based it off of her look, uh, and I, I'm I right. afraid, I'm afraid to say I did not look up who the face models were for Sonya in the NetherRealm games, and I feel ashamed that I didn't get to do that. I hope one of you guys did.
1: Uh, no, but On Some Heroes, really
2: no much. one talks about the face models much, if you want to. But, uh, you can, while I rattle off the last couple points about yeah. Elizabeth Malecki. Uh, Jay mentioned that she, she didn't think sexiness should be the main character Sonya should be tough so that's that check marks checked. the one thing I want to mention about her is the iconic leg grab was her creation mm. she actually was uh, before she became Sonya like long before I think maybe even when she was a child maybe maybe when she was a young adult uh, I, I want to say ballet but I could be misspeaking but she had a class where they emphasized uh, do a hand movement, like create your own hand movement. Now translate that into a full body movement. And it it was like basically an exercise to, you know, for flexibility and creativity. And so she came up with uh, this sort of handstand thing with her legs. And then she suggested that like when they were spitballing moves to do, she, she pulled that from her, from her repertoire. And she's like, oh, let me try this. And it became her leg grab.
3: I do have a, um, uh, a bit of a question, Josh, if you actually might know more about this about I do, uh, more than yeah. I do. So, when it comes to the leg grab, like obviously... When you see it for the One first her time... One of the most iconic moves. Yes. In fact, I, I would actually say it's her most iconic move, really. Beside, maybe, the ki- the movie. maybe the kiss is a little bit more iconic, but I think her leg grab is actually more iconic. But that's besides the point. When you think of the leg grab, when I actually see it in MK1, like OG MK1, because thank you, you know, the new MK1. Thank because we have, to a- we have to acronym everything right now. Or
2: whoever was in fucking charge of coming up with that goddamn idea. Maybe it wasn't yeah. at Boone. We'll yeah. have to figure out who we need to... Punch. Yeah. anyway I was gonna say shoot no that's bad but obviously
3: when you see it, it but when you see it, <laughs> but when you but when you see it in ogmk1 the legs she basically does a handstand and pushes her legs forward like beyond like beyond the parallel of her standing body to hook. Like, yeah, you
2: should not be able to do this in real life.
3: Yeah, you should not be able to do this in real life. But even if let's just say you could, you're hooking underneath the armpits of someone's arms to throw them down which, is that
2: how she grabs them? Because I thought she just pins them. She kind of hooks her legs. Well, well, well Josh, how do,
3: well, Josh, how does she pin them when they're standing? She has to hook her legs somewhere. And what I, I figure she
2: just you know pins them, and her legs are so strong that she could pick them up. But maybe she hooks under their like arms that's
3: feet. the plausibility of the idea. But what I find interesting is that like the way I always saw it whenever I looked at the game is that she hooks the legs underneath the armpits of like a dude or a girl or whatever, flips them and just put, use her momentum to flip them down. Down as she rewrites uh rewrites herself to standing position.
2: she rewrites history.
3: Yes. But I'm sorry. What I, <laughs> but what I think is more interesting is that in um in ninety five, in the ninety five movie, Bridget Wilson does the same move, but she hooks her legs on someone's around someone's neck, like Kano's neck, pins them down, and uses the legs to break their neck, which I think is much more plausible as they actually Well, obviously, because it was but a
2: movie. So they had to make it more plausible. And also because Bridget Wilson couldn't do that move, it's filmed in reverse. If you
3: notice. Yeah, obviously.
2: Um, But yeah, obviously they're not going to have, like I said, if Mortal Kombat 95 was made with a different vision, it could have been bonkers Looney Tunes land. Right. Um, But you know, that's why they made up the stupid Arcana shit with the 2021 movie. So they could do more bonkers shit. But yeah, uh, as it stands, they still want to keep it grounded. So they try to think up a realistic scenario for her to break out the move. And yeah, it is her most iconic move because that's the one signature move she does in the MK-95 movie. And that's, how are they going to do They did the Kiss of Death and Annihilation in a realistic way where she brings out the flammable powder. And of course, with her crazy bullshit in 2021, she finally gets the rings to which Lewis Tan says, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But
1: you that the lake, Huh? You watched, no, I watched that again? I've seen that movie. I I, I
2: I mentioned watching it uh, Earlier this year In the background I wouldn't mind Watching it Watching again Maybe y'all um, yeah. I'd rather watch MK95 As we uh, know I, I missed I think we yeah. all We all fucking missed oh. A showing oh. Yeah That's shameful Shameful that display Work <laughs> Yeah, it, Lord, yeah. They had a showing of MK 95 at our local art house theater that included a fucking costume contest. How in hell did we miss that? But we did. Yeah.
1: Freaking. We have a freaking podcast. But we still missed it.
2: I know, man.
1: Oh yeah. We could have
2: fucking repped combat time there.
1: Fuck. Document it. You
2: know? Yeah. Could have time. made some Instagram po- or, a uh,
3: Twitter posts. No sense in dwelling on the past. It happened. We can move on. <gasps> You're
2: right. Yeah,
1: yeah. No no sense dwelling on the past. Let's look in the past with Sonya Blade's <laughs> previous act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else uh, you wanted to add with uh, Elizabeth Malecki? Uh
2: No, that was all the stuff that I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, we can move on.
1: Cool. So, obviously, like we said, she's not an MK2 except for in the background of one of the
2: levels. And that's not, not
1: even Elizabeth Molecki. It's a piece it's of
2: Elizabeth,
1: but... Elizabeth MMO. Yeah. But MK3, they brought her back, but they brought back Sonny Blair with a different actress, uh, Carrie Ann Hoskins. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Who, uh, I believe that was the. Mm, yeah. That's the only game she was in. Because, I mean. Well, actually,
2: she was an well, MK4 technically.
1: Right. Like, she obviously,
2: MK4 had 3D models, but they were modeled after people, and but it was still modeled her after too. her. I. Uh, Boy, I don't know if that because everyone in MK4 still had kind of generic I don't. Boy, I mm-hmm. wish I would have looked that up. You seen? I don't know for that, but she did. She did make a live appearances in the outfit and MK4 outfit. Right. Like, there's a funny if you haven't seen it. I'm sure you probably have. There was a promo event for MK4 and Sonya and someone else are standing in the background, just kind of mean mugging, watching everything. And one of the camera guys goes up. And asked her something like that. And she's like, get that microphone out of my face. And the guy kind of goes, oh. <laughs> and, and then Ed Boone comes up and is like, that's great. Uh, that was a great take. you got really good acting. And Carrie Hoskins is like, acting? <laughs> <laughs> that last part's fake. But yeah, no, she she did make live appearances. So she technically, I think, could still be considered, was in two MK games.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, she's still... She's still... Does uh, appearances at like convention and stuff and Oh yeah. She still puts on the costume. She yeah. To uh
2: I'm I'm gonna go out and say it. Carrie Ann Hoskins is the liaison to Mortal Kombat, in my opinion, because she is so active on, on social media and enthusiastic about telling old stories and communicating with the fans and yeah, Don in the costume, which she apparently still has. So, you know. Yeah.
3: I would I would I like, I would like to add to that that uh, That um, when you think of, like, Sonya Blade as a character in the game, and you think about an actress that has portrayed Sonya Blade in the game, like, specifically, I think Carrie Ann Hoskins basically has that mantle, like, 100%, even over Elizabeth Malecki. No
2: offense to Elizabeth Malecki, but in my opinion, Carrie Ann Hoskins is Sonya.
3: Yeah, like um, I, like I can agree with that because I like when I think of Sonya Blade, like like the first image that comes to my head when I think of Sonya is Carrie Ann Hoskins from MK Three. Like um, I will fully admit to that because it's she's got like a more interesting sort of like outfit. It still has the same predominant color scheme of like the green, the black, the white. Um, it is less. It's of kind a, of
2: an evolution. It's like Sonya became cooler. Like yeah, no offense to Elizabeth Maleki, but the costume in one was kind of dorky,
1: right? Um, because well, kinda, that's kind of feels more 80s than you know.
2: yeah. I mean, it was probably from her closet, like I said, it was a workout, you know, from the same thing that Scorpion's mask was a fucking t shirt. You know, they were just scrap scrapping together whatever they could in the first game, but here,
1: oh, right?
0: Yeah,
2: it's like they took the look and made it cooler. You know, it's, it's got stripes, I mean, that's kind of what everybody, everybody, yeah, did MK3, yeah, which yeah. also,
3: which also in MK3, they emphasize Sonya's, um. Much more military background because whenever she wins a match, let's just say you don't do a fatality. If you just want a match with her, she goes into parade rest, like as part. Yeah, like I as think far she salutes. She so.
2: even salutes first too. I think. Yes,
3: yeah, she does. But it's just the fact that she goes into parade rest, um, which is you know. I'm the Jay,
2: that you knew that. You automatically knew that parade rest.
3: Uh, yeah, because dude, I was like, I, like, I was in military school for a time. So I mean, I was too. Parade, so I but... guess yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what
2: you're talking. About. It's, it, parade rest is when you're not at attention, you're standing at, well, rest, and so your feet are spaced shoulder-width apart, and your hands are folded behind your back.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: And then if you snap to attention, you have to bring your feet together and put your hands at your sides. Gotcha. So basically, like, if you're standing in a parade formation, you're at parade rest until the fucking general comes out or something like that, then you better fucking snap to attention.
3: Yeah. It's it's a stance, effectively, You've seen It's just a stance.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
3: But yeah, she does that at the end of every MK3 game, which again they're sort of leaning more into her military background as is her storyline in MK3. Yeah. And what I love Which is about is good because it... she
2: still doesn't look military. I mean, she looks slightly more militar- militaristic than uh, MK1 iteration, Not but really. still. Yeah, she I looks... Mean, just slightly.
3: She looks a lot less like a gym instructor in she, mk
2: Yeah, she doesn't look like a gym instructor anymore, but she doesn't look like she's in the military either. But I don't know, she's got some hooks in her uh, belt.
1: I guess it kind of looks tactical. Cool. Um, <laughs> she kind of looks more like a... Modern day, like yoga instructor,
0: yeah, kind
2: of <laughs> actually, oh, yeah, yoga you see, instructors that, like, that can, wear fucking that. uh boots, boots, and hooks in her belt. But I'll go with it, yeah.
1: I mean, just the overall look, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, a little bit more about uh Carrie Hoskins, uh, yes, yes, she was a former uh glamour model, she's appeared in many games, uh, not as like necessarily as like playable characters, but she's been in NBA Jam, mm-hmm. uh, Revolution X she was a villain in revolution x
2: by the way people often oh, yeah, confuse uh, that she was one of the 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 hostage characters i think she also was but she was the villain at the end too
1: mm-hmm. so she she kind of bounced around between mortal kombat and nba jam because she's been in a lot of different iterations of M- of nba jam uh she also did motion capture in killer instinct apparently
2: mm-hmm. the recent killer the the recent killer instinct yeah
3: Really, uh, really, uh, Yasin For what, if I can ask? Because I didn't know this.
1: Uh, Maya.
3: Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: So yeah, she's done a lot of video games. She's uh, modeled for Playboy, um, and now she does. She does a lot. Like you said, she does a lot of conventions.
2: I consider her an activist
1: in a way. Now, activist might be the wrong word, but yeah, yeah, she's been she's she's very active in in the uh, MK space. Yeah, uh, probably more more so than probably anybody else I think
3: I would love to see her make an appearance at Dragon Con one year because uh, uh, she has been there
1: dude yeah I mean like she has to have been there
3: yeah, well like she wasn't there when I met Daniel and Carlos Piscina. That would have been the perfect time to do it. Um but unfortunately, she was not there that year. But I would love to see her in a future Dragon Con, which again, Dragon Con is an Atlanta convention. You can google it if you need to know what it is, but it's a very big sci-fi convention here in Atlanta that I attend every year and I meet some cool people like Daniel Piscina and Carlos Piscina, so there's that.
2: I mean, she had to have been at one point. That's something i didn't google cuz like I said, oh, yeah. Sure. This is why I consider her the liaison of the Mortal Kombat because she is the
1: most active on, on the social media sphere. I mean, like, well, yeah, because I, I don't think Daniel Pesina does much social media.
3: No, he doesn't. I,
2: yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's obviously not against making appearances. Jay got to meet him technically, yeah, he, kind he of twice. Appears,
1: yeah. Um, and other actors, other like uh, actors from the older Mortal Kombat games do appearances from time to time, but I feel like she's.
2: I think Daniel Pacino is probably number two. Just because he he does kind of... Even though he's not active in the social media, he is kind of his character. He's a superstar. Uh, and then, yeah, but Carrie Ann Hoskins is way above him. And yeah, there, there are others.
1: Uh, yeah, but, I feel like she's... It's a weird comparison, but she's kind of like the JDF of Mortal Kombat in a way. Mm, where like... Yeah, no, JDF, that's a good comparison. Uh, because before before conventions became very popular as far as like Power Rangers actors going. He was one of the first ones to do it. And then he told other people that, hey, this is a way that you can like get in touch with your fans and you know, you can make appearances and also you can hey you can make some money since we're not really getting any royalties from this, this yeah. show. So he was kind of the one who who helped spearhead the current, you know you'll see every every convention you'll see a, at least one or two Power Ranger actors. I feel like JDF started and kind of spearheaded that a bit. Hmm. And it feels like Carrie Hoskins is kind of that.
2: That you is know. actually a good comparison, you seen thinking about it. Because, like, yeah, that might have been something that the other Power Rangers actors probably didn't think or care about until, like, Jason, J. Frank was like, no, man, people still remember and love us. And here's yeah. Carrie Ann Hoskins dusting off the Sonya costume and putting it on again. And everyone just loses their mind. And she eats it, exactly. eats it fucking up. So yeah, that's a good comparison.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I RIP have P. notes GDF. too. Yeah, I was gonna say, RIP JDF. Um, so yeah. sad. Fuck man. Um, some other interesting things about Carrie Ann Hoskin too. I don't know if y'all know this. Uh, she actually auditioned or was auditioned to be in Annihilation. Getting ahead of herself as far as Mortal Kombat media, but yeah,
3: she was. Act- yeah, wait wait, wait wait wait, Josh, you means- Mortal
2: Kombat Annihilation? That she was. She and a couple other actresses or potential actresses were auditioned and immediately didn't make it out. Carrie Ann said in her own words, she's like, I'm not an actor. But she tried.
1: Damn, that would have been so cool if she
2: was able to. I mean, mean, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Jay, because she said something.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that like I re, like I regret that we got Sandra Hess because I have my own opinions about Sandra Hess, which are better than Bridget. I, I love know. Sandra Hess. Yeah, so yeah, I like, Angela, I like Sandra right. Hess a lot mm-hmm. too. But at the same time, if Sandra Hess would have been beaten by anybody to play Sonya in Annihilation to to at least attempt to make that movie better than what it was, Karen Hoskins would be my number one pick. And I'm I'm happy to know that she tried to do that. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't know that.
2: This this answers the question too. Like, because everyone was. Is- I think even to this day, being like, dude, you should be in the next movie. You you know, you should fucking audition and stuff like that. And like I said, as far as the look, until we get to uh Bridget Wilson, who I think was pitch perfect casting as Sonya for the first movie, Carrie Ann Hoskins just is Sonya. She fucking looks like Sonya, she's Sonya. And it's like every fan would be like, She needs to be in the movie, fuck anyone else. But yeah, she's that that question was answered back in nineteen ninety seven. She's not an actor.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's totally but, fair. She knows she knows, she knows she her limits. Can't do.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know if it was her drive to go try an audition or if they picked her because of PR. Like, you need to be in it. You're you're in the fucking games. But it, it didn't work yeah. out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the interesting note I had. And also uh, that she was trained in Tang Sudo. So she's not just a model slash uh, video game actor. She, she, she is involved, much like Elizabeth Malecki was a gymnast. She's She has a little bit of martial arts training, so she might actually have been a little bit even more uh, eligible than Elizabeth
1: Mielecki to do martial arts capture. Probably. Yeah. Uh, John Sapphia said that she was actually really good, and she punched like a dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I read that, too.
3: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That, I, I think that would have been cool if she had made it, but uh, Sandra Hesse, I think I think she did a good job in that movie.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I mean, we'll get to Sandra Hess too, because Sandra Hess, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think looks like Sonya. She doesn't like the way she's portrayed in the movie. But oh, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. When well, we get to like what Sonya should be like, but I still love her in that movie, uh, and her chemistry of Jack, she's pretty good. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. Any anything else? wanted to mention with Carrie before we move Yeah, on. it was
2: a quick quick trip on Carrie Hoskins there. But like I said, she's yeah. not an actor. So most of her stuff is video games and uh, I almost said philanthropy. But you know, <laughs> that might not be the wrong, uh, the wrong word, too. I think she does, or I might be thinking someone else. I think she does have special. No, I don't want to say does, it. Yeah. If I... Okay, she does yeah, special she, needs. She has,
1: uh, looking it up, she has uh, two twin boys who suffer from. Severe cerebral palsy.
2: That's it, yeah. I think I got my yeah, lines crossed so. with uh, a different Playboy model, uh, Jenny McCarthy, who has two sons or a son of autism, and she got in a negative spotlight because she came out as an anti-vaxxer. Carrie uh, Hoskins' situation is a great big different, But, yeah, I think she is a big spokesperson for awareness for yeah, mm-hmm. cerebral palsy and stuff yeah. like
1: that. And and apparently, like, uh, last year she revealed that her sub- – her psychologist concluded that she may be on the autistic spectrum too. Oh, really? The autism hmm. spectrum? Yeah, she said she's still. Early.
0: I mean, in all fairness,
2: mm-hmm. all of us probably are too. <laughs> Think so? I, I, I maybe not you. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> another friend of ours. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. I've said that, but another friend of ours has said like he hasn't been. Uh, I almost said convicted. What? What's the word? Uh, <laughs> But notes. I'm sorry, you are artistic. you must go to jail um and like
1: i I could see myself a little bit of myself, yeah, maybe um but yeah, i mean I think I think just the fact that you know uh studies and like research into it has you know expanded the boundaries or like the the how wide the spectrum goes, which means it includes more people than they're aware, you know, yeah, 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 and. She, but she does say that she's uh gonna go under like more evaluation to see what a formal diagnosis will say. That's cra- but,
2: that's crazy interesting. Maybe that's part of why she's just so uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, just crazy about like still being Sonia and just drinking up the you know the adoration. And maybe I'm mischaracterizing maybe so. what fucking autism is. I don't know.
3: I, like, I, like I do at least want to mention that at least like with um with Carrie and Hoskins, and actually also to a degree, Elizabeth uh, Malucky too. That one thing I love about why they're at least known as all these characters is that one thing that we don't do enough of, in my opinion, at least in you know sort of today, is that we always praise the actors. Uh, we have like a period of people that we praise as voice actors as well, but we don't really have like a sort of like um at least not is a mass, mass, mass appreciation for motion capture like we should. Like, probably the closest we have is Andy Serkis, um, who played Golem yeah. in a of the Rams. Well, I should
2: make the distinction again. of Carrie Ann Hoskins, Daniel Pesina, that was video capture, not motion capture. We had, But
3: still, like... It, I, so she did do motion capture. Yeah.
2: But she did end up doing yeah. motion capture. And yes, Jay, uh, Andy Circus pretty much made it a rock star type of role because he's fucking awesome and I feel like
3: that that needs to be more of a thing because we at this point in time at least at this point you know like at this point when it comes to cinema we have so many 3D animated characters that are obviously going to be motion captured no matter what it's going to be and you know we don't really put much emphasis on the motion acting of that because when you think about it I mean it's not the same thing inherently but it really is sort of the modern day man in suit or suitmation type of thing it because is. well like like I said,
2: for us, anybody who was in the Godzilla suit is a rock star. Uh, yes, Checkmark for me mentioning Godzilla in this podcast. Um, but I now, when they, they did, did. Uh, Shin Godzilla, with they still had a motion capture actor, and there's a motion capture actor for the legendary films, and they're talked about, but they're not like you don't think of them as fucking rock star like Ken Satsuma is, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, like or Harunaka Jima, but like probably one yeah. thing that made people may know. And granted, this is like you know your other Godzilla references. That at least for Godzilla twenty fourteen and King of Monsters twenty nineteen is T J Storm, and T J Storm, T J Storm, is, yeah, yeah, and T J Storm is first pretty off he just author. has a cool fucking name. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that actually is a pretty cool like pretty cool name. But I guess almost as cool as right. uh,
2: Hurricane Ryu.
3: Yeah, Hurricane Ryu. Yeah, but he's a baseball player. <laughs> you know, I
1: almost I almost interviewed T J Storm. No shit. For what? Fuck. Uh, Wait.
2: How's he relate to Tokyo? Yeah, Did the, he do something related, or just because no, he was it Godzilla? Was
1: for, for Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Cool, dude. How, but, man? Uh, I'm sorry. To you, it was that. at the first Japan World Heroes in, uh, in LA, um, but I think there was a scheduling uh, thing. That he he, basically he had to leave earlier than he expected to, I believe. So we weren't able to get the interview. Ah, oh, boo, man! could have interviewed Godzilla. But yeah, I was looking forward. To, I was doing research. That's okay. Running. You already yeah. got. We already got martial arts instruction from Godzilla himself. Uh, Tom I did Kitagawa. talk to him. Though. He's pretty cool, dude. Really cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we did. We did. We did already talk to. Yeah, Tom Kudrow. Yeah, it
2: is funny, Jay. You bring that up because part of the lawsuits for Elizabeth Malecki and uh, fucking uh, Daniel Pacina involved uh, the recognizability of them because Daniel Pesina's argument was they're using my likeness in the home console and, in advertisements for the home console games without my permission and stuff like that. And it kind of humiliatingly came down to an argument of is like, okay, well do people recognize you in the street? It's Johnny Cage. And, and they didn't. Yeah. It was a big, that, that's a nut punch for Daniel Pesina. Dude. Yeah, but that's also, that's, that's the that's argument they use. It's kinda not fair because they're digitized and shrunk like, down to arc, pixelated, like, yeah. But I mean yeah. they were in media. Elizabeth Malecki and Daniel Pacina uh it's amazing we skipped over that, did do a really fun promotional event uh where they played Mortal Kombat One and they were there in costume and talking to the camera and they weren't pixelated anymore. Yeah. But still also it's like,
1: the, his his face was on all the like
2: on the side of the cabinet, yeah. And even some of the ads, the ad had Carlos Pacina and Richard DeVizio coming out of the arcade machine to strangle a kid. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but it's like, yeah, I don't think Elizabeth Bilecki was getting chased down the streets being like, Sonya Blade, you know? So that's a good point, Jay. Like it wasn't a glamorous job, but maybe now hopefully a little bit more recognition.
3: Well, well I do, I do want to play devil's advocate here for like a quick second, because you no, know, to basically to a point that Josh and both you, you seem like actually brought up, but, um, but but when you're talking about celebrity recognition just basically as motion capture people or whatever, back in the 90s, that just wasn't so much of a thing because back then it's just like, okay, are you on TV? Is your glam shot there? Like, are you on a magazine It's also cover? because
2: it's a video game maybe too. Yes.
3: Yeah, and video games are just not nearly as popular, so I can kind of understand oh, at least – Video games ca-
2: now is a bigger industry than movies. Yes.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't back then in the 90s, mm-hmm. so it, like – Always, always, whenever you're trying to sort of like define these new industries and these new perceptions of what it means to be a celebrity, it's an ever-evolving thing. Video games just not weren't there in the 90s. They were around, but they were not this big shot thing like movies, magazines, models, and action stars were kind of like back in the day. Now they kind of are. And I feel like now today we are, we we have actually grown to actually appreciate more um, of what motion capture actually is. Because even dude... Because even do back in the day, like voice actors were not recognized nearly as are like nearly as recognized as they are now. Because, I mean, for crying out loud, how long is Frank Welker has? How long has he been doing voice acting? He's done more voice acting for roles than even he can remember.
2: If you currently draw a breath, you've probably heard Frank Welker and something. Yes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and he's done so much stuff that most people don't even. Re- Hell, Frank Rockler himself doesn't even remember half the roles he's done. Like that's how but, many you know, roles he's.
2: That's done. that's kind of a geek thing too, Jay, because like the layman, the normie might not appreciate. That's why they had to bring in fucking Ronda Rousey, to get her ahead of ourselves, or uh, you know, a fucking Mario Brothers movie comes out and they cast fucking uh, whatever those Who's fuck's right? names is. I was thinking, uh, dude, Weed with uh, Donkey Kong. But you know, stunt casting, people respond to that. People, the layman on the street doesn't approve because Mortal Kombat One, the the Mortal Kombat One, the current one, uh, has great voice work and great voice established voice actors. And then, but the big the big fucking parade is bringing in uh, what's her face? Um, help me here. Why my why my why is my brain on slow mode today? Um. Come on, guys. Help me out. Transformers. What,
3: uh, which Transformer, Josh? Which one are you talking God about? God
2: fucking damn it. You know her name. Uh, Megan Fox, dude. That's what they... a <laughs> parade in Megan Fox, who is not who is an actress, but she's not a voice actress. Uh, yeah. And there's so many talented actors in the NetherRealm games that are putting it in, you know, and... But... Can you know, name any of them? Yeah, we know a couple. We know Mackie and King and all that, but the layman doesn't. But as soon as they see Megan yeah. Fox, they're like, oh, cool. So it still is kind of unsung.
3: I thought you were talking about Tara Strong at first. I'm like, wait, Who what? The f-
2: <laughs> I know that name. Who's Tara Strong?
3: She, she's a voice actress. She's a voice actress, but she's in a lot of see, stuff. See, there you I go. Don't, I don't know voice yeah. actresses as a panel. Yeah, yeah, but like But the, you get what
2: I'm saying. Like, you,
3: you, you, there is yeah. a
2: little bit more recognition nowadays, but still not enough. Not enough.
3: Yeah, like, and the, and I guess just just sort of like, uh, like my broader point, like motion capture is almost like this new celebrity line that's being added into the mix of people that are doing all these different things that sort of make all these characters what they are. You can't really talk about Lord of the Rings without talking about Andy Serkis. I mean, hell, you can't talk about the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the new one, without talking about Andy Serkis in some regard. Andy Serkis
2: was Godzilla too briefly. Yes, twenty fourteen, he yeah. was the face for that one scene. Um, is is Wait, part what? of that. Yeah, uh, the scene where he's looking at uh, Mr. Kickass, what is it, whatever his name is—that's uh, Andy Serkis's yeah. face. What mapped map onto Godzilla? Yeah, so he's been Why Godzilla King and Kong? King Kong because it was a a scene where he needed to be expressive, huh? So yeah, so he's, he's been King Kong and Godzilla, and Jay. I I gotta wonder because I don't know a lot about. The making of Lord of the Rings and all that. Do you think some of that was PR? Like trying to get people pumped about Gollum? And like the, the new state of the art, having a full CG character?
3: Yes, because... Like, here's the reason why I say that, Josh. Not because to take to...
2: away any of his work, because he is a fantastic actor.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a tangent, but, uh, but yes, because at the time, motion capture was sort of like, uh, was almost like this new up and coming technology. Because again, when you talk about like different characters playing different people, they usually did use man in suits. We can go all the way back to the 80s for some of this stuff, and even to a degree in the 90s when you talk about man in suit, Mation for monsters and stuff like that. But for Lord of the Rings, because CG. Hell, our man, was,
2: uh, our, our fucking man, Ho Sung Pak, was a man in a suit. Yep. He was a fucking turtle.
3: Yeah. Um, But even once you get into, say, like the early 2000s when CGI was sort of like this new up-and-coming technology that people wanted to utilize, you had the idea of motion capture being kind of in there. So, yeah, it was actually at the time kind of a big deal because otherwise, if you think of Lord of the Rings as a concept and you want to do it in live action... Gollum probably would have been uh, uh, played by most likely either a child or some type of like, or someone with dwarfism of some type. It would have been played by like a Peter Dinklage type, you know, in some type of way. But they chose a CGI Which is probably type. what The
2: Hobbit should have been. But, you know, yeah. Small aside off of your side, Jay, my mom had boycotted because she loved the books. When she saw Elijah Wood, she's like, that's not a Hobbit. She's like, stern, like putting her foot down. That's not a Hobbit. I'm not seeing that fucking movie. But you know, everyone loved him. anyway, go ahead. And Were there pictures
1: pres- in the books?
2: No, but they, thought- you know, the beauty of language. You seen? You can describe and put a picture in your head. It's this crazy thing. Yeah.
0: Called.
2: you know call the
1: magic, man.
2: Magic. It's crazy. Put words. Put pictures in your head. Um. But you know <laughs> the magic of filmmaking. They made them Elijah Wood look like he was small and stumpy. Anyway, go ahead, Jay.
1: Yeah, but... And they also frustrated the hell out of um, Ian McKellen. In the that was for yep. The
2: Hobbit. Uh oh, okay. Lord of the Rings used a lot of practical forced perspective. Oh, right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hobbit, because yeah. it was filmed in 3D, they had to use a lot of green screen. And yeah, apparently Ian, the, the, the the tale is Ian McKellen broke down crying and said, this is not what I fucking became an actor for. But anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> That's fucking
2: sad, dude.
3: But even kind of like... But even kind of bringing this back to Sonya for a quick second on motion yeah, capture... Yeah, boy. I almost like, forgot like,
2: we're doing a Sonya episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, like... But this is kind of like what I'm talking about when it comes to motion capture with Elizabeth Malecki and Karen Hoskins for portrayal of a character, even in the early days, because they're doing a, di- they're doing a different type of capture. Because, like you said, Josh, it's not motion capture, it's video capture. That's almost like a lost technology now that's probably never going to be utilized in the future ever again, unless it's for nostalgic purposes. I'd love
2: to see an indie game uh, with some digitized actors yeah. in HD. But Honestly. you kind of get,
3: but you kind of get what I'm saying. It was a transitional technology that was good for its time, but it's no longer prevalent today. And I just kind of feel like that those types of um, That type of work, that type of acting, because it is acting regardless of what you say, that that type of acting is prevalent in a franchise that is beloved the way Mortal Kombat kind of is. And the fact that now that Carrie Ann Hoskins for herself has become sort of the spokesperson for this and is well known throughout the fandom because of that, I think shows that there is a celebratory faction of video capture slash motion motion capture that is being recognized more and more and more as new, more CGI animated films and, and even then this could probably extend into games. I mean, like imagine what the future's gonna bring with future MK games where we actually have more motion capture being involved in sort of the cutscenes where we actually have portrayals. So
2: the, the modern version of that is the face scan technology now, which yep. we have in the most two recent Netherrealm games and the Resident Evil the current Resident Evil games. And I'm, ashamed, and like I said, maybe that, that, that's a parallel of that because here I am. I did not do research on who the face models were for, uh, Sonya in, uh, I was almost said X, but X was rendered. It wasn't, a uh, face scan in, uh, fucking 11 or 1. Yeah. And I'm ashamed that I, I didn't look that up. And I don't know if there are a lot of rock stars in that field. I think, uh, there are a couple in Resident Evil. I think, uh, the, that the new Ashley maybe it's just in certain fields a lot of people talk about her because she's active in social media guess what all the people they pick are instagram models and they're not acting because the voice is someone else's but still they're they're modeling and it's kind of the extension of that and as it's the extension of that it also is unsung in a little bit because can you name any of the fucking face models for mk i can't
3: i can't either Funk you're right Van
2: oh fuck pick the easy one. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah good point <laughs> Because, like, uh, you know, getting a hair of head of herself, Ronda Rousey, of course, voiced Sonia in MK11, but she did not model as Sonia. That was someone else. What? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't fucking look like Ronda Rousey? It does look like her. But, well, did I just say a false falsehood? Because I didn't look that up either. I just fuck man.
1: I mean, I know she did the voice, but I'm pretty sure. We it's... we got a while till we get
2: to to her. By the time we do, one of us needs to Google that real quick.
3: All right. So one thing I actually like, uh, like one thing I actually I didn't want to talk about you guys that we actually probably haven't addressed, at least initially um, on this podcast, uh, at least for this episode, is, of course, we have talked about at least enough of MK95 that Sonia was portrayed by Bridgette Wilson, which, of course, one thing I do have to mention before we even get into this is that as of earlier this year, um, Bridgette Wilson sadly has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Which, of course, is not a great thing, um and she's I'm sure that she is um in the stages of trying to recover from that, but at least from combat time and all of us here that are on this podcast, we do want to wish her a very um a very safe recovery as she goes through this, so I hope that she does recover very, very fast from cancer because that is obviously not a fun thing about that. We do have to mention that yeah. here for that yeah
2: um, um definitely she has a. Uh loving family that's helping her through it. But uh, I think since she came public about it, she's got a much wider family of Mortal Kombat fans. I think there's a lot of people giving yeah. her good good thoughts uh, and hopes. So we're among them.
3: Yeah. And I would say that for a lot of people, um, when they think of Mortal Kombat, at least from a movie cinema perspective, Bridget Wilson is going to be the person that they see first as Sonya Blade because she did actually play her as Sonya Blade. But I do want to at least uh, mention that, it is very possible. In fact, it is incredibly possible that as a, if it wasn't for the stars aligning the way they did, uh, we could have had a very different Sonya Blade because the mid-1990s was an interesting time um, in cinema for trying to do casting rules because at the time... Uh obviously Bridget Wilson, this was not her breakout role by any means. Uh Mortal Kombat was not. She was already in a couple of films prior to this. Uh she was uh with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Last Ashkin Hero earlier in the nineties. That I would consider more of her breakout role. But she was also in the comedy with Adam Sandler, which was Billy Madison back, I think, in 1994, 1993. Josh, correct- Josh mm-hmm. are you seeing correct uh, me on that? 95. I got the dates wrong. 95. There 95? 90. Okay. I think Billy
2: Madison was yeah. right before or right after Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. Last Action Hero was her breakout role, yes.
3: Yes. But, um, but in 1995... This woman was incredibly busy because she was doing Billy Madison. She was doing uh, potentially at the time, anyway, casting for Mortal Kombat '95, and I, and she was also in the run to be the lead in Charlie's Angels, which later went on to be played by Cameron Diaz. So, wait, you're comes, fucking kidding me, really? Nope, I'm not. Because that's
2: she, that's ironic, because Cameron Diaz almost was Sonya.
3: <laughs> yes, that's why. Wow. Like, like actually, I was about to get to that, but see, her oh, I'm Cameron, sorry, I stole your thunder. No, no, no. It's okay, but, but but like Cameron Diaz and her were often audi- often auditioned for the same roles, and they sort of had to like. I, I don't know if they actually know each other. Don't don't quote me on that. I but think it I just
2: ju- happens when they have the similar look. Just kind of yes. how we were talking about uh, uh fucking uh Elizabeth Malaki and uh Cynthia Rothrock.
3: Yeah, but. but- but Bridget Wilson had a very very busy 1995. She was basically a working girl throughout that entire year, and then also okay, the year. Don't say that. that and after that, yeah, don't,
1: don't say it like that.
2: Well, working girl, fuck you, man.
3: I mean, I don't know what else to say it, man. Like she was working. Like she was a working busy actress.
2: Out. A busy. She's a busy actress. busy. She didn't actress. need to be a working girl. She's making plenty of money in Hollywood. Christ.
3: Yeah, yeah, because she was working, and she's a girl. Like, there's that. Oh my God. Move
2: on. Move on. <laughs>
3: But anyway, she was a you know she was she was very busy in 1995. And Actually,
2: I don't know how much money she was making in 1995, but I hope it was a lot. Yeah, but, it doesn't,
3: it, yeah, but she, yeah. yeah, but she yeah, but she yeah, but she was working doing everything that she could do, and she ended up landing uh, the role for. Sonya Blade in 1995, but she was not the first pick, um, admittedly, for that role. She was sort of like, um, I think actually, I'm pretty sure that Cameron Diaz was the first pick for that role, but Cameron Diaz turned it down. Um, and then no, 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 I think
2: it. I think she tried to do it, but she got injured.
1: Oh, she did. She couldn't hack it. Yeah, I think yeah, she, she, she. I think she like hurt her ankle or something like that. Yeah.
2: Oh, it hurt my ankle or uh, Bridget. I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm not beating up on her, but Bridget Wilson fucking dislocates her shoulder and just pops it back in like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like,
3: let's go, motherfucker. But it was, but I do think it <laughs> was interesting Sonya. that, like, but I, I do think it's interesting that she was a late casting. I think we can say that for Mortal Kombat 95. And uh, sadly, I mean, I love Bridget Wilson as Sonya, but it kind of shows in her fighting style because she's not a fighter. It's very apparent if you watch that movie and when she and tries course, to go n- into, neither stance.
2: was uh <laughs> fucking, um, Johnny Cage, uh,
3: Lyndon Ashby? Oh, Dashby, Linda Ashby.
2: Lyndon Ashby yeah. but he got trained at least. And yeah, obviously Bridget Wilson didn't have time to be trained. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like, and we've talked about, we've kind of poo-pooed on her a little bit on our MK 95 episode, or at least Elliot's Elliot did. He's not here with us today. But uh God, I shouldn't have said it like that. He's alive. He's just not here with us on this podcast today. <laughs> um that yeah, no, she's not a good fighter, but I do think she was pitch perfect cat. Like she nailed the maybe a he little bit stereotypical, be. like, you know, stuck upness or whatever, but I I think she nailed the 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 serious I'm sick of this shit, Sonya.
1: Yeah. And the I, look,
2: like she doesn't look like Elizabeth Maleki but if I think Sonya she just looks she looks like a Sonya I look at her and be like oh yeah that's that's a good yeah she looks like Sonya
1: and considering that you know the future games you know kind of mimicked it her look to a certain degree well actually I say she doesn't look
2: like Elizabeth Malucki but MK3 was out at the time so they kind of maybe a little closer to Carrie Hoskins longer hair uh uniform still different but
1: yeah yeah
2: I mean nobody in the movie looked one one to the game except for the ninjas and they weren't even one one.
1: But but we always give credit to the actor who played Kano for changing the
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know character of Kano for future games. Uh I think we can we can say the same for uh Bridget Wilson to a certain yeah. degree. Actually, yeah, I'll give you that because if she had played it differently,
2: maybe Sonya would have been portrayed differently in the games after that too
3: that's actually one thing I did want to mention that even though we kind of like a little bit harked on her because she didn't really have time to train and she didn't and she really wasn't much of a fighter like that's all true but also because of how like the casting was I think that's kind of understandable that doesn't mean she brought she did not bring impact to the like I said she she
2: dislocated her shoulder and freaked people out when she popped back in. and wanted to keep going. If that's not the spirit of Sonya Blade. I don't know what is.
3: Yeah, and, and, like, mm. like, and she did, in my opinion, play a worthy Sonya. In my opinion, because obviously there was some. I'm not saying strong chemistry, but Linda Ashby and Bridget Wilson did have some chemistry on set when trying to do the whole shit, you know Johnny Cage Sonya Blade ship thing. Um, and I mean, it I
2: wasn't did, very. It wasn't very pushed hard. Like they didn't actually no. like have a kiss scene, and they didn't have a lot of long scenes together, but. I mean, I guess it's just as simple as I'm going to be really annoying and you're going to be really pissed off. And I guess it worked. But yeah, they did have chemistry.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they did have chemistry. It's, yeah. it's not like it's not like, you know, like, you know, shots fired or beautiful chemistry or anything like that. But it's chemistry all the same. And I feel like that 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 is at least worthy of acknowledging as part of Sonya's I would character. Say
1: the, the, I would say that the there's a couple of very genuine moments in the movie between uh, Sonya and, Je- and Johnny Cage one of them is when they at the end when they you know sneak into uh, Shang Tsung's like
2: oh I think another moment place. you're saying
1: and he he you know they reveal themselves and everything like that and then he's going to like un you know unlock her you know they smile at, at each other restraints or whatever it's smile at each other. he kind of gives her a reassuring smile like like everything's okay kind yeah. of everything. yeah so that's, that's a pretty nice moment that is true and then at the end, when, you know, they won and they're they're going back to the temple or whatever, and they're kind of, you know, embracing a bit and laughing. So I felt like that was, like...
2: That almost looked candid to me. Like, because Katana and Liu Kang are doing it a little bit, too. And it almost makes me think, like, are the actors just, like, taking a break and they just filmed it? Because it does feel genuine. Like, genuine, hey, we're happy the day saved.
1: Yeah. So I feel like they had chemistry. Yeah. It took a while to get there because that's just how the characters were. They... they want to to each other. I think it's credit yeah. to the actors think.
2: too, because like uh Bridget Wilson is a good actress. Uh she as, is, yeah, as she re- is. I learned when Jay showed us Love Stinks. She made me fucking laugh out like crack out and snort and laugh out loud at one particular good scene now. Yeah, she's great in that.
3: Which Love Stinks is one of my favorite movies. I own it. <laughs> um I, I like and I love it because that Bridget Wilson stars um in it it's i mean granted i like it for french stewart too that's a different story when we're talking about low rent jim carrey the moment by the way too it
2: it is when they're sitting at dinner with uh their other couple friend and french stewart says something and Bridget wilson just does this snorting laugh like a sarcastic laugh at him and like it literally made me crack (laughs) up
3: (laughs) yeah But yeah, but but Bridget Wilson, of course, did other roles after Mortal Kombat, of course, and Love Stinks was one of them. Yeah, Yeah, Love Stinks came out in 1999. She actually did do other stuff even after that. But one thing that she was very prevalent of is that she ended up uh, dating and then eventually marrying a tennis star. Uh, and she had kids with that particular person, and she eventually gave up acting and settled down more, and just be basically just became a mom. And more power to her for doing that. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I, uh,
2: Rick Lannis did something similar. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I kind uh, of feel like that- about the actor life. And I do kind of feel like that that needs to be acknowledged, that like Bridgette Wilson, you know, even though playing this iconic character that on this podcast that we talk about, did have a, a like a pretty solid 90s career as an actress and then decided, you know what? Hey, cool. I, now I'm ready to settle down and be a mom and raise a family. And that's totally what she did. And mm-hmm. honestly, she's awesome for it. I think she's I like, I know, I forget the last name, but the first name of her husband who is a tennis Sampras. star is Peter. Yeah, Peter Sampras. now she's
2: Bridgette Wilson Sampras. Yep. Or Sampras. And
3: and i think she has two kids i believe at this point and she is living her best life just as a mom to those two wow. kids like she's has been hope, i mean i'm sure those kids are grown now but <laughs> yeah but i mean you know but 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 of course she's now dealing with cancer and um we do wish her all the best in her um in her ongoing battle for that so hopefully that hopefully she will recover
2: um and actually, if anyone's curious, her last role, uh, before she, uh, retired from acting was in 2008 in a movie called Phantom Punch. I think it's a movie. Uh,
1: Look, and a cu- couple. I, I didn't, I forgot she was in. I know what you did last summer. Yes, yeah,
2: uh, I have that in here too. She wasn't, obviously, she, she wasn't a main character. That she kind of got upstaged by, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and Jennifer Love Hewitt. but she was, she got killed. She was like the.
1: Wait, were they both in that movie?
2: Yep, dude. And, and what's his face? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and. Some God. other, uh, some other, uh, heartthrob, uh, and that is, not Josh. That, Hart. Is,
1: that is a movie of nineties heart. Throbs. That, yeah, yep. that
2: is a nineties heartthrob B movie. And yes, uh, she was a minor care, not a minor character. She was a side character. She kind of played the bitchy librarian st- stroke, tope, trope. God fucking damn. And, and yeah, she gets killed. Um, other bullet notes of hers. I have to, uh, before she, you know, had a breakout with, uh, Last Action Hero. She was in Saved by the Bell for an episode or two. Uh, Murder, She Wrote. Five
1: episodes, actually.
2: Five episodes. Holy fuck. Really? Okay, I didn't take that note. Uh, Murder, She Wrote, which I forget Murder, She Wrote happened in the 90s. Ni- uh, extended into the 90s. Frasier. Me too. And every uh, every actor we've covered yeah. seems to always land here somewhere. CSI. This time, CSI Miami. And, and oh yeah, because I remember in this fucking uh, House on Haunted Hill remake with uh, Chris Kattan... Jeffrey Rush, uh Tay Diggs, and your fucking girl Allie Lauder. Allie Larder. Uh that was a big movie. Oh. She was a smaller role in that too. I think she gets Yeah, yeah everyone gets killed. Spoilers. Allie Larder and Tay Diggs are the only all to survive that movie. Anyway. Chris Catan, man. What the Damn. where the fuck that guy go? I miss him. Anyway, this. Sonya podcast, <laughs> Yeah. That was like, it's like, you know, everyone Saturday Night Live gets small roles in movies until they build up. Obviously, we're all sick of fucking Will Ferrell, right? I mean, I like Will Ferrell, but Chris Kattan just didn't get that. He had this. This is his biggest movie, I think. Get in like a horror movie. And then he had Quirky Romano and then everyone just get the fuck out, Chris Kattan. Anyway, this isn't the Chris Kattan episode. He was the second half of Will Ferrell's Night at the Roxbury group. Oh, that dude! Yeah, the little short dude.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, but yeah, but after, but of course, you know, despite Bridget Wilson as awesome as she is, she did, she ended up not returning for the sequel to Mortal Kombat '95, which is in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. She and probably I don't read think this it's
2: because actually, yeah, I didn't look that up. Obviously, we know why Lyndon Ashby didn't, <laughs> um, which
3: makes perfect sense. By the way, <laughs> I would have returned either.
2: I mean, it would have been a good ball kick to have. No pun intended. You're, you're, you know, iconic, now iconic actor return only to get killed. That would have been like a gut punch. That would have been ballsy. Uh, I would have
1: left it. I would have uh, left the theater. But you don't like Johnny Cage. No, but I like Lyndon Ashby.
3: Yeah, yeah, Lyndon Ashby's cool. Which, by the way, you've seen still sends me that gif of Johnny Cage getting killed in annihilation. <laughs> Any chance that he gets. <laughs> John-
2: <laughs> or no offense to Sandra Hess too. We'll get to that too. Cause she does have a kind of some weird inflections. It always sounds like she's saying John, don't. No, John, don't. I don't know. She she says a couple lines weird, and it's probably because uh, she's Swiss and she's kind of uh, doing voice coaching to not have to have an American Dude, I accent. Did, I,
1: I'll be honest. I didn't. I never.
2: She has a couple know, weird I never, lines.
1: I never noticed it really
2: i did uh whenever you're ready raiden she kind of says that strangely uh doesn't sound like oh, yeah. it doesn't sound dude
1: i'm I, considering how hard it is to learn english i mean yeah anybody who's not, or, or either english or like the Eng, the american accent of english it's blown my mind like,
2: learning how all these actors are from australia or in sandra hess's i guess we're getting into her now uh switzerland are like you know learning to do an American accent. Like, I can't pick... I can't understand how to do that.
1: How prominent is English in Sweden?
2: I'm pretty sure it's the main language. And, well, I'm fucking stupid. I don't know.
1: It's
3: not.
2: But she's going to have Sweden. an accent.
3: Well, that well, that's the thing. I can actually answer this somewhat. Actually, in a lot of European countries, Sweden is included in this, is that English is very much taught from an early age as a, like, as a second language. Because whenever I do my many trips to Germany... Um, it's not so much prevalent in older Germans, but in younger Germans, most of them actually know how to speak English almost preferently to where like there's no way like they have an accent, but you'll always understand them. Swedes are the same way. I haven't a that's the thing. That you'll you'll, you'll Swedish,
2: always understand so. them, but they're not going to sound like regional uh, America anything because they didn't you know they okay, don't
1: live so then there. it's more it's more about. It's about the accent. Nailing the American accent. Like, I can
3: almost, like, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee the both of you that Sandra Hess, in her childhood, learned English in her Swiss school at Oh, absolutely.
2: I'm not saying she didn't learn English. English is her second language or whatever. I'm just saying that she has a, she's trying to, I don't even know if she has an accent, naturally, because she's been on a lot of TV. Uh, But, I don't know, just the inflections. Like, also, like, if you ever watch a movie that's not filmed in Georgia. It has actors from other regions of the country. Uh, you'll hear them say Root. Like in The Dark Knight. Got got three guys on the roof. You ever hear anyone say it like that? Roof?
1: Yeah,
0: but... It's a Midwestern if, if, thing.
1: If, right, but Gotham is kind of a Midwestern. I mean, Gotham, Chicago.
2: Chicago. Yes, that makes sense. It's just yes. always so alien to me. It's in Dawn of the Dead, too. The old Dawn of the Dead, which uh, is filmed in Pennsylvania. And I don't know... The actress who plays Fran, I don't know if she was Northerner, but yeah, she says rough, and I just I chuckle every time, even though I spent a lot of my childhood in Pennsylvania. But...
1: It's always funny seeing, like, you know, different. Like, no matter how much you, you know, are working to do a different accent, there are some things that you can't hide. Yeah. Um, like, uh, in The Walking Dead, the guy who plays the main character that is, is playing a character, I think, from Georgia. Yeah. But George is Sheriff, British, lol. Yeah, but he's British, the actor. So there are times where he's like
0: coral, call.
1: coral, <laughs> it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. But the the one that I always uh, that I I think about sometimes, and it's not even a voice thing; it's more of a mannerism. Is um, what was it? Oh, the the <laughs> Jay, calm down, just calm down. A reference to the Power Rangers 2017 movie. Oh, well. <laughs> um, okay. I know what you're gonna say. Okay, I'm <laughs> joking, but but uh, I think is he one, two, two of the actors are not American, uh, the Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger. Uh, and then there's a scene where they're like, you know, trying to figure out what they're gonna do, and they're like, Who's with me? We're gonna go and you know, fight Rita without our powers or whatever, and they all raise their hands, but uh, the red and the pink rangers like you know how in school when you raise your hand you raise your whole hand but they point to the sky like they point they point one finger up. oh interesting and i think that's like i think that's like a you know british, british thing or whatever or australian kind of you know to an extent kind of a thing whereas the other three raise their hand like how americans normally do interesting but they raise their finger
0: huh yeah.
2: You know what? That that's a good reason to rewatch Power Rangers, the the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I literally have only also, seen it movie, once. It's a cool. fucking good movie. And I like I gushed about it our last episode. And actually I don't think our audience has enough of a, a backstory to understand Jay's hatred for the movie and me and Yassin's absolute love for the movie. That, that is that them. is a dynamic. I was about to say, us, yes. like,
3: like I love how you say hatred for the movie. I just consider it a 50-50 movie. It's crispy. I know meat, you hate it because club.
2: it's uh it's a break. It's sci-fi Breakfast Club, but that it has a tonal uh, dissonance between yeah that cartoon not, and that's serious. a critic,
3: Like it's a criticism, but it's not a hatred. Like, like movie can have
2: more than two moods, but I don't want. Yeah, we shouldn't get into long argument so, about power rangers but
1: you your heart didn't well up during the zord scene dude man I mean. oh yeah dude i listened to
2: the <laughs> that's soundtrack a separate when i was that's a, a separate conversation was, you seen? i was working a a fucking uh freelance job in the office back you know pre covid days, right? uh yeah and i had the soundtrack on and, and the, the cover of uh stand by me the one that plays real slow when mm. they fireman firemen mm. carrying billy who they think is dead i choked up at work when that came on my headphones, I'm like, fucking Christ. Man. Damn, dude. <laughs> anyway. have to
1: watch that movie again.
2: Yeah, i literally only seen it in theaters, and that's it with y'all. I, I need to see Yo, it again. Yo, come over, man. We'll watch it. All right. Yeah, fuck. It's a date. Let's do it. Fuck that. Yeah. Hell yeah.
3: One thing I did want to, like, one thing I, like, admittedly, I did not want to get back to, which is Sandra okay. Hess, because we do, like, we are still talking about her, at least in this regard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And but. I, yeah, I, I
2: didn't get to gush. I love, I love Sandra Hess. And,
3: yeah. I, I, my, like, my hot. I want to say
2: or, I love Sandra Hess, but I literally haven't seen her in anything else, which I'm sorry, Sandra, but she's been a lot stuffed.
3: But my hot take, and this is absolutely nothing against Bridget Wilson at all, but my hot take is Sandra Hess plays a better, like, in my opinion, she plays a better Sonya Blade than Bridget Wilson does. That's not to say Bridget Wilson is not iconic as Sonya Blade, but I think in terms of Annihilation, I have all the problems in the world with Annihilation, but Sandra Hess is very low on that totem pole.
2: Well, maybe not the best thing about her in the movie, because I just, I love... You talked about their chemist, uh, uh, fucking uh Bridgette Wilson's chemistry with uh, Johnny Cage. I think Sandra Hess and Jax have great chemistry in this movie as a platonic uh, pair of partners. You know? I was
1: about the, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that that may be why her character in this one feels a bit more, um, I don't know, not less one note, natural. It just they're just more personality. Yeah, and th- I mean, because in. In the first movie, she's very standoffish because she's there to do a job, yeah. And this annoying dude, this annoying actor, <laughs> is you know pestering her all the time.
2: I don't know who Kano is, but I can help you find him. like, shut the fuck up, get out of my way. You know, <laughs> so,
1: so man, a lot of times he, she just like... you know the like, phrase women, man.
2: Anyway, I'm sorry to keep going,
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, she has she she has to basically. She's basically most of the time either, you know, focused on trying to kill Kano or she's focused on uh, being pissed off at Johnny Cage or whatever. Maybe that's why they killed him
2: off, too. Well, we know why they killed him off because it happens in the games. But, yeah, she does kind of we do get rid of Johnny. So she has to have and she doesn't have revenge plot anymore. So she's got to be something else.
1: But what. Yeah. What I mean is that, like, when you when she's with John with Jax, who is her, you know, her partner and, you know special forces and all that stuff like they have more history yeah so they yeah. get they they feel more like friends yeah they're you know cracking jokes at each other and all that stuff so you see more of a different side of sonya in annihilation yeah than you do in in uh the original one which i feel like that's what makes at least for us we gravitate for, towards her because she feels like more of a fun character i guess even though bridget wilson's version of the character is great for what her core character it makes me
2: wonder how bridget wilson would have played her if she had come back for the sequel which i don't know why she did because
1: she does she she has she's proven that she can do comedy and stuff oh yeah yeah. so so it could have been magic you know magic i mean i think if they i think they would have had to have gotten a different actor to play (laughs) jack's no offense but to someone to, you know, bounce <laughs> off of Bridget Wilson in that way.
2: Yeah, like maybe the guy that played Jackson MK, uh, in MK95, even though she and he only have like two scenes together, but...
1: Two scenes, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's part of why. And also, for me, I also always liked that... I'm not always, but I liked uh, Sandra's version because she did more fighting. That's yes. what I was going to get into. And that's the fighting why, felt better.
2: That's why I wanted to say not the only thing, because... The chemistry's there, but yeah, the main thing yeah, is the fighting. Like, unlike Bridget Wilson, she can fight to the point that I assume she was experienced in martial arts. Turns out she's not. Uh, yeah, she's, she just threw herself into it more. Maybe she's more
1: athletic? I, I, ge- I, I guess, yeah. Maybe. I mean, but also, the fact I mean, I didn't know the story about Bridget Wilson popping her shoulder back in until you told me. That's a pretty badass moment. Yeah, so. that is badass. I don't think anything like that happened on the
2: set of Annihilation, Annihilation, which is spelled H-S-U-N.
3: One of my favorite lines from Annihilation involving Sonya is actually after she uh, fights uh, basically Melina and in the mud. And then Jax makes a comment. Yeah, and, and Jax makes a comment like, hey, you look good in mud. And she's like, what? And, he, and he's like, what well, you do? <laughs> and just No, that she right says, there,
2: Jax. She kind of says yeah. it in a scolding way.
3: But still, what I love about that is that that shows, like, the way that they bounce off of each other in that one little scene. You can see that there's a very fundamental camaraderie there. That- we talked
2: about that scene in the past episode where I brought yeah. it up and I, I, I characterized it as an innocent comment. And you seem to disagree to me because it does feel a little bit more 90s leery. But
1: it is Jax That's is funny. just saying, it's so like, that. hey,
2: I'm not interested in you romantically, but I am a man and I appreciate the way you look in mud. Jax, well, you do. Anyway, let's let's get let's get on to it. they That's don't even use parachutes. Either. It's half and half. It is potentially <laughs> yeah. a creepy nineties thing, but I I interpret it as innocent and I, I I'm with Jay in that. I go with it a little bit. But honestly, they do bounce off each other so fucking great in that movie. Like here's the thing They do. Uh Bridget Wilson had great chemistry with Lyndon Ashby, but if it was Bridget Wilson in this movie and the actor who played Jax in ninety five, who I forget His name, and because I wasn't fucking researching Jax for this episode, but I will say he was the one that I brought up uh, that passed away, unfortunately. So he may have been reprising his... Yeah, dude. Um,
1: Wait, wait, say it again?
2: The guy that... It's fucking creepy. The guy that was originally slated to play Jax passed away from like liver cancer or something. And then the guy that ended up playing Jax in the 95 movie also fucking passed away. Right. Concurrently, Trevor Gardard, who played Kano, as we know, passed away. The guy that played Kano in Legacy, the web series, passed away. I brought this up in a five episode. Makes it seem like there's a curse surrounding those two characters. So keep Josh Lawson safe. Uh, keep due played played Jackson Annihilation safe. Mekhi Brooks. M- keep mckay Brooks Mekhi safe. Brooks from uh, yeah uh, twenty one yeah. yeah. I think it, it seems to have skipped Kano Kano might still be in danger I think Makai Brooks is safe though because the guy that played Jax in Annihilation still kicking so I think the Jax curse might have been broken someone passed the ring videotape on to someone else um but like if uh if it was Bridget Wilson and that guy are oh, you looking him up and see yeah if it was Bridget Wilson yeah, and I'm that guy sure. I don't think they would have had chemistry because I don't think they did have chemistry in that movie they're in two scenes but Sandra Hess and this Jax were fucking great. Anyway, what, what'd you find?
1: No, I I just I was looking up the actor who played Kano in uh Legacy because it's been forever since I've seen that. Uh, Darren Shahlavi, and I remember him. Bec- I remember him because he was in Ip Man too. Oh shit! Oh end. yeah, yeah. Is he and the guy the that says you're
2: the king of shit? Or if you're the king of anything, you're the king of shit.
1: No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. No, no, that's a different guy. Uh but no he uh he was in yeah, in Montu and he was also in I think it was a reboot of like Universal Soldier. Oh he yeah. Had, like, his last role before he passed away. God damn. But okay, back to
2: Back to Sonya. Keep Josh Lawson yeah. safe. Um not that everyone was on the same page of his Patricia Locano, I half and half liked him. him.
3: The one thing I don't know, Josh, if you know, then please tell me, is that I don't know what Sandra Hess did after Annihilation. I don't think... Obviously, she didn't play Sonya in anything else, but I don't know if she had much of a career after that. She's mostly
2: TV. Uh, I don't know specifically after. It looks like, uh, once again, the franchise that all these actors seem to revolve around, in fucking CSI. She was in CSI New York and NCIS. uh, I don't know how many episodes. I think semi-regularly. She didn't.
3: She didn't randomly appear in a Resident Evil movie like Linda Ashby did.
2: <laughs> no, that would have been cool. Yeah, Linda Ashby randomly appears, and I feel ashamed that I never realized it was Linda Ashby, even though the character is yeah, memorable. She was.
1: Hmm. She was in the Nick Fury movie from 1998.
2: Oh no, shit! There you go. Well, that's a year after Mortal Kombat. Um. She was also in Psych and General Hospital too. I was about to say Psych is one of my favorite shows. Psych I is a great show.
3: That. Psych is a great show. Yeah. I, I, love that show. I don't
2: know what episode she appeared in that. Pre-Annihilation, she had a lot of TV work still. She was in Highland, Highlander, the series uh, that I watched on USA Network a lot as a kid. Lois and Clark. Uh, and then movies pre-MK Annihilation. She was in Encino Man and Beastmaster 3. Uh, but she's mostly a TV actress, and I think she's still kind of active. I, I want to say she was in JAG, too. That's another show everyone pops up into. Uh, yeah. Not a big actress, but a pretty steady TV actress. And I think an okay Sonya. I said earlier, I don't see... I love Sandra Hess. Uh, I don't look at her and think Sonya. Even in Annihilation. Uh, The outfit's completely different. Uh, Her hair is shorter. Her attitude's completely different. But I love her portrayal. But I don't think she's... I don't look at her and think Sonya, but I still I still like her See,
3: See, like, I'm probably different. I, like, I'm probably different that even though I, I absolutely respect the world of Bridget Wilson, I don't think she played a bad Sonya. I think Sandra Hess has broader potential to play a better Sonya. Well, it's like you see, like she
2: has more personality, and part of that might be the situation her character yeah. is in. No Johnny, no Kano.
3: Well, well, that's the thing. It's just like, that to me is sort of what I needed more of, because in the 95 movie, um, I got Sonia being tough military girl that never needs help. And then Johnny Cage is the love interest. And then she needs help. And then she calls upon her friends. That's kind of her arc in that movie In annihilation. She's just like, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to go around and just beat up people with my boy Jax. And it's going to be awesome. And everything's great. Which well, is no, fine. she has and the then-
2: same arc in the, and annihilation. It's it literally said at the end, he's like, you finally got your confidence back. Huh? You finally asked for help. Huh?
3: Yeah. So I like, I like, and, like, and that's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, I give you that. I'm just sort of like, just sort of like, just like, just kind of. And actually that is in her
2: arc in MK95 because she didn't ask for help. she got kidnapped and they came because that's what you do with your friends. So she, so
3: she did. However, Josh, she didn't ask for help, but she did say, and I quote, my friends will. come. My comfort
2: friends me. will come They're already yeah. here.
3: Yeah, they're already dun. here. There you go.
2: <laughs> Seize them. Stay where you are. I could recite the whole fucking scene. Anyway, go. <laughs> she didn't.
3: She didn't ask. She, she didn't ask for help. But at some point in time, while being a damsel and to spread, she uh, like in distress, if she could
2: have, she would have.
3: Yes, if she could have, she would have. But she realized that her friends are going to help her anyway. So it's like,
0: yeah.
2: I Rewinding to ninety five, here is a good point because we always kind of roll our eyes at realizing that Sonya became the damsel the stress at the end of the movie. But it is. A testament to her character's strength, the reason why Shang Tsung picked her. Shang Tsung didn't pick her because she was weak and he knew that he was going to beat her. He picked her because he knew that she was so stubborn that she would refuse to fight him. He says it in the movie if you don't fight, then the Earth Realm forfeits. And she's like, go to hell. Like, that's why he picked, that's why he was interested in Sonya. Because he knew she had, you know, she's stubborn. That's just important to bring up. Anyway, Sandra Hess, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else more to say about her and Annihilation.
3: Sean uh, like at least not that I'm at least not that I'm aware of, but I did want to at least move on to bring up um and Josh you're gonna to have to correct me on this because unfortunately mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. But of course the you know the uh the avatar of uh, which is uh, you know, in our intro, the best voice actress of all oh, time yes. because she literally like she literally like, you know, conjured up the name of this podcast. Combat, time. Combat time. I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce know, for- her
2: name. It's Olivia Diabo. It's spelled yeah lowercase d apostrophe capital A B O. And we have detailed her filmography already on our Defenders of the Realm episode, but as a refresher, uh Defenders of the Realm was her first voice acting role, which might explain why she's so cringy, but I think it was also the writing of the character. But she was notable because she was a Star Wars character. I'm not even going to bother trying to remember the fucking stupid name. Um, Something Mamba Dali or something like that. And uh, in one of the Clone Wars or whatever TV shows, and she reprised the role in a voice cameo in Rise of... whatever the fucking awful third Star Wars, new Star Wars movie. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I apologize. I apologize. I didn't research much on her. Um
2: I mean, we didn't need to. We 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 researched her extensively in the in the Defenders of the Realm episode, but her first role live action was in Conan the Destroyer. She was a regular in The Wonder Years uh and several other films. So she's she's voice and screen actress uh even though she's cringe in Defenders of the Realm, uh she actually is got a pretty good resume. And yes, she is responsible man, man do we got to like send her like a, a bouquet or something and say thanks for <laughs> inspiring the name of her podcast or something i should do something nice for her
3: yeah because we only really use her intro at the at the beginning of oh every God, episode maybe we, we bring it up. she might be like hey
2: you're fucking using my voice y'all you send me <laughs> royalties motherfucker
3: I consider it parody. It's fine. It's parody. Yeah. It's safe use. Right, fair use. Yes, yes, safe use. It's
0: safe use. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Uh, sorry, I've been I'm, I've been doing a little bit of research. Oh um, right, there was something we wanted yeah, to confirm.
2: That, I forgot what it was.
1: Oh, who oh, the, the face the models voice, were? The right? Face face model. I couldn't find. For it. MK11, you couldn't. And the ones that I did find were all like just estimations or guesses. I didn't see anything official, and like I said, it doesn't look like Ronda Rousey to me.
2: Then again, I don't watch UFC, so I
1: forget. I think it looks like her to me.
2: I keep thinking Ronda Rousey was in Deadpool, but that was another actress. Ronda Rousey was in Fast Seven or Furious Seven, another MMA. Yeah, so it's like I guess I don't. I'm not familiar enough with her to look at her and recognize her. But it just like yeah, I think doesn't look like her uh, to me.
1: But I've I've seen her a lot in
3: wrestling. Is right, like yeah, because she's in
2: years, WWE so. and stuff, and you've been kind of had a resurgence on that.
1: I was going to ask about that. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. Don't worry.
3: I did, Josh, want to actually like sort of pivot to one person who played Sonya, and that is the person who played Sonya in what is it? Uh, it was MK either like Advance, it, it was another TV Venny series that predated Legacy, and I know that there was an actress who played Sonya in what? MK Legacy, but are you thinking of a rebirth? Did, maybe i'm thinking rebirth i apologize there was no other
2: live action sonya appearance uh besides yeah rebirth and legacy same actress and rebirth was the concept the proof of concept and legacy was a show
3: but that uh, actress actress but yeah but that (laughs) actress but that actress did not reprise her role in season two because she had a scheduling conflict um yeah repraise reprise um but they did not um actually repraise their role in uh season two of legacy because of a scheduling (laughs) conflict wait really (laughs) yeah i'm pretty i'm actually very very sure you know we're
2: we're gonna cover legacy eventually but i thought it was sonya was sonya even in season two i don't think she was
3: no, she wasn't. She was absent because the actress who played oh. her in season one could not actually she had a scheduling conflict, and rather okay. than recast the character. they just chose not to have her in there altogether. Well, she and, was and
1: the, the actress that the actress is Jerry Ryan.
2: Oh shit. I was looking up Tricia, someone else, yeah, Jerry Ryan,
3: yeah, for the life magazine scene, I could not remember her name, I it wasn't I have notes ads. I have notes
2: on every single actress, even like some of the voice actresses that we might be very fast over. But yeah, Jerry Ryan. I think she looks like a Sonya. Uh, she's similar to Jessica McNamee, which, you know, is our latest Sonya. But uh, she was a. I think she's notable because she was a regular in Star Trek Voyager, and that might have been why she couldn't be back for season two.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was the head star of Voyager. Yeah,
2: there. well, there you go. I know, I'm i not a Trekkie, so I don't know all about the fucking different shows. Me neither, but every captains. time I've
1: seen a photo of that show, she's like, she's in on there.
0: Actually,
2: yeah, if you Google fucking Jerry Ryan, the first thing you're going to see is her in a Star Trek uniform. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think there's just like minor appearances. I have Dracula 2000, a that movie that no one fucking gave a shit about. Interesting enough, I have Melrose Place. Uh, I don't know how many episodes, but that would put her uh, crossing paths with Mr. Johnny Cage. Lennon Ashby. With Lennon Ashby, yeah. And Iron Chef 2, or I'm sorry,
1: Iron Chef America. Uh, two two episodes as a judge no that would that would have her cross paths with another mortal combat actor no shit who mark DeCascos, wasn't he the the host of iron i don't america? know i never america? watched the
2: iron chef america Ch- uh, chairman kaga isn't it i mean yeah. i honestly i don't watch much tv i never watch i just it was on and i remember my dad used to love chairman kaga uh because he's just so funny he takes a bite of that bell pepper like it's a motherfucker and he's actually a very good actor i'm not going to look him up i don't know his name but he was in the live action death note not the fucking netflix one the shishuki Kaneko one uh as the light's father he was really good in that he's a classical actor but yeah he's so entertaining as chairman kaga no yeah. no chairman kaga no bye i don't give a fucking shit so i never seen iron chef <laughs> <Jeff in> america
0: <laughs>
1: But, yeah, he. I think he is one of the presenters, or one of the hosts. Okay, I could see him. And, Mark uh, Tascos. He,
2: D- he was Kung Lao. D- 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 Ka- I can't say his name. He's Dicasco. He's a very, I could see him eating, uh, like, if he was, like, the host, or, like, one of the hosts, I could see him being very theatrical with that. Mark Dutasco, whatever the goddamn fuck his name is, he was great in Dicasco's. John Wick 3, I think he was in.
1: He was 3. Yeah,
3: he was real great in that. Yeah.
1: He's also in Warrior, which Jay and
3: I have watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Warrior's a great show, man. That's a great show.
1: Uh, But yeah, since we are talking about Jerry Ryan and, you know, continuing the live action, we could... uh, Is there any notes that you have about Jerry Ryan? Not me. Just uh,
2: her credits, which I just listed off. And I think she looks like a Sonya, and that's about it. Uh, I mean... No offense, Jerry Ryan. I'm sorry if we're going to rush over you real quick, but uh, yeah, I think she was good. Sonya. I, I think
1: she's she's a very established actor. Like actually, she's like she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like
2: it's like not there's not much to talk about for Sonya because she was in Rebirth and and like two fucking episodes of Legacy, which are ten minutes long already. Yeah. So uh, she did a very good yeah. brief stint of Sonya.
3: Which one voice actress I do want to highlight, and Josh, you're going to have to save me again on this because what? of what? Go ahead, Justine.
1: I was gonna say, since we're on, we, we've been talking about all the live action. We might as well finish it, finish off the live action with. with
2: is is that how we want to do it? Not Lodge? Go to Mc, Jessica McNamee. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. like, I mean,
3: yeah. Like why we're, not?
1: We're we're already here. Okay, we're already here. Yeah, and then we can go to the. Then we can go through the voice. Well, it it won't take long to actresses. talk. Yeah, then the voice
2: actresses we could probably breeze through, or maybe not because. The voice actresses, There's some notable ones. As as we said before in a previous episode, voice, the great thing about voice acting is you never know when someone's going to show up. Whereas Jessica, Mc, Jess, exactly. Jessica, fucking goddamn McNamey, Uh I really love Jessica, Je- fucking goddamn <laughs> Jessica McNamee <laughs>
1: You are going through it
2: today, bro. as Sonia. I don't know, man. My brain is—I think I'm. My brain's going dumb, man. I think it's old age. I'm starting to forget shit. I'm starting to, like, get spaced out. This might be a serious conversation. Maybe I am, like, having mental decognitization or whatever. Or maybe it's just I'm I'm just me. It's just me. I think you're just tired. I'm just tired. Uh, Yeah, honestly, uh, I haven't had the greatest uh, sleep schedule this weekend. But, I know, Jessica McNamee, I'm not putting you on the spot, Jay, but I remember on our MK2020 episode, you weren't so uh, sold on her. I think, I hate to use the word again, phrase again pitch perfect i think she's a great fucking sonia
3: so josh i will reiterate my stance i'm not sold on her like reiterate. like so reiterate. yeah reiterate so like so like we're making let's fun say of say jay's,
2: a- jay's fucking word flubs so hard in the yeah sub- yeah, so yeah like i, wor- I lo-
3: were well, well, well that's the thing i word flub all the time because i fit because honestly i wasn't good at english when i was growing up it's just it is what it is english but- is your second language right Yes, it is. (laughs) My first language is whatever I speak now, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Been a while since I've been killed. Thanks,
0: Jay.
3: Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if I was at a convention and I had a choice of getting the autograph for Sonya oh Blade. God, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah oh, oh, we're totally going to do that because I'm resolved in my convention. You're saying
2: you would turn down an autograph from Jessica McNamee? Is that what you I going? wouldn't
3: turn it down. You didn't let me finish my point, man. I'm sorry, It's good. like. I, I mean, like, let's just say that I have a choice between getting an autograph of Bridget Wilson, Sandra Hess, and Malecki something. I don't Elizabeth Malecki. What? Well, <laughs> she's not, not a
2: movie actress, so Elizabeth Malecki is the first Sonya. You're thinking, I don't know where you're going with this. I, obviously, you're going to pick Bridget Wilson.
3: Like, well, well, the actress who played Sonya in 2021, that's what I'm going with. Jessica uh, McNamee. Oh, uh,
1: Jessica
2: McNamee. Yeah,
3: yep. Yeah. McCain's I mean, I, honestly, I Jay,
1: I, if, if if
2: those three were there, Sandra Hess, without a doubt, I'm fucking going. Yeah, to and see, that's and the Sandra thing. Hesse. That's
3: what I would say. It's like, I'd probably go to Sandra Hess first, then Bridgette Wilson, then the other person. I mean, whose name know. I keep. Forgetting honestly, Sandra. Jay, I'm the
2: same order like that. That doesn't mean I dislike Jessica McNamee's uh, no, portrayal I don't. I don't, I don't dislike Britt.
3: her. I don't dislike her. It's just that like she's not it, like the sad fact is, and this is just my inherent criticism is that like she's not memorable, like. Sandra hmm. Hess is memorable. I thought she was. Bridget Rolston is memorable. She is not memorable. Like, I mean, hell, I can barely remember her name, and I feel terrible for that already. Well, you're bad <laughs> at names. You're, you're
2: shitty
1: with people's names anyway.
2: I mean, I, I I'll give you a leg here, Jay. I think I don't know if that's the right phrase. I can kinda see what you're saying. I think she's memorable. I think she's we asked
1: what I think she didn't have as much screen time as the other
2: I mean, I, I was thinking here as Jay's talking, like, well, maybe she's not the main character, but she kind of is. Like, we talked about how Liu Kang is relegated to second stat, second guy status, where I think still Sonya is pretty much front and center. Because she is Cole Young's introduction into the world of Mortal Kombat. She goes on the journey That's with true. him. That's true. Uh, she's pretty much front and center. But I'll give Jay a little bit of credit here and say that, yeah, and maybe it's just because of the writing. Maybe it's because, you know, it's a less silly movie. So, she's not as bombastic. There more there's more characters. And there's more characters. But she still did... She's got the look down. She's got the attitude down. She's strong-willed. Uh, she's not as...
1: Killed an- the fuck out of Kano. Killed
2: the fuck out of Kano, mate, with a fucking... I, find, it's, I, I learned this today, too. I find it funny that she All says right. mate because she's fucking... Guess what? She's Australian. Like every half of the fucking actors in Hollywood. Um, along with Jocelyn. Did she say mate? Yeah, she... She oh, says, mate, to, shit about to make fun of Kano, like, after yeah. he's dead. He's like, oh, that, he doesn't say, does that hurt, baby? That's uh, Trevor Gardar. But he says, how's that feel when he's choking her? And she <laughs> fucking impales his eyeball with a garden gnome. And she says, it pretty, feels pretty fucking amazing, mate. Which is honestly kind of a <laughs> cringe line. Uh, that's memorable, though. You know, she's got the attitude. Um,. I don't know. There's an interesting thing about her character, too, that I don't think came across well in the movie, but in the script, they kind of explored... She's Sonya Blade. Her name's Blade. I don't know if that's going to be her real name or not, but that means she likes Blades. She's got a thing for knives, and they show it in the movie. She's got a, a menagerie of knives in her little uh, bug-out um, trailer thing, and she throws one to Cole, and she like also has Kano's knife, which she kidnapped. And I think she pulls one on Kano later, so that was gonna be like her thing. She's Sonya Blade, because she likes Blades. But I don't think they really uh drew that out too much in the movie, but that was an intention. Uh, mm. would a new aspect of her character too. Because Blade's a pretty fucking lame last name. Let's just say it right now. Um if, you, if you're I
1: don't know, if you man,
2: name yourself Blade, thing. you're trying too hard, dude. Yeah, apologies to uh Wesley Snipes, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was about to say, man. Actually, that
2: is an aspect of Sonya's character that we didn't research, I guess, and none of us have even bothered to question. Is Blade her actual name? I was, name? Gonna,
1: I was, gonna, I was about to say, yeah. Actually, I was. <laughs> I forget how we got here, but I was talking to my wife about somehow we we mentioned characters, and I said Sonya Blade, and she was like, "Oh yeah, Sonya Blade. I I kind of remember her. Did she like have knives and stuff?" And I was like, "Huh?
3: Actually, no, she didn't." Which, is funny it? enough. Her like her like her in like her her character in canon father um is actually named Herman Blade, which was a special forces officer that oh. she and up. Yeah, like I not not a Texas like, Ranger,
2: like I said earlier.
3: Yeah, like that. This is why I say that like um the actual character Sonia Blade is from Austin, Texas. Her actual father. In the game, Like, in the game canon, mind you. I don't know if this translated into the Realm's canon. This is just the, like, original Midway canon. But um, Herman Cain is her actual father in... Herman, Herman Cain? Cain? Yeah. Cain? I, no, Herman Blade. I'm sorry. damn, Jeff. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I want
2: to go with Herman Cain. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Herman, Herman huh. Blade, I'm sorry. Herman Blade is her actual father um, in that, um, basically in like, like in that continuity. And he is a okay. general of some type of army, something, something, something. So she's kind of like following in his footsteps. She's it's got a term, like uh, cannon,
2: yeah. familial military uh, service. Like a lot yeah. of people do. Yeah, when they're yeah. Little apologies,
3: two. I flub words all the time. It's no, just that's
2: okay. End. I'm so sorry, Jay, to make fun of I, honestly I can't feel half bad at making fun of you, but you're giving too many openings in this episode, so let's fucking mm-hmm. roll with it. <laughs> Herman Kane <Cain> is Sonya <laughs> Blade's father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: is that motherfucker dead? Is he the one that died from COVID? I think he, he is. is he yeah. Is. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I mean, yeah. boy, we just... I shouldn't speak disrespectfully about the dead, yeah. It's a shame, but anyway.
1: Anyway. anyway. Where were we? so,
2: um, Jessica McNamee. Uh, yeah, um, the only notes I had uh, as far as, like I said, she's fairly a new actress. Her first role, first listed role is in 2007, uh, but the only notable ones that I took notes of is uh, she was in the Chips reboot. And uh, this is kind of sad. She was in The Meg uh, with Jason Statham. And its I say it's sad because uh, I drummed up an article that said, I didn't read it, but where uh, the headline was, Jessica McNamee says she'd love to come back for The Meg 2. Obviously, we have a Meg 2 now, and she wasn't in it. So I'm like, um, oh. I don't, I don't think she got eaten. I just, it's a shame I haven't seen The Meg. I think that'd be a fucking movie I'd, I wonder if I'd uh, run to. It's got Jason Statham and a giant shark. Fuck yeah. I never saw it
1: never seen it either <clears throat> i wonder if if it if it clashed with any of her like mortal kombat films. maybe like maybe yeah it could have been i don't know could have who knows? but um yeah i mean as of right now you know they have restarted filming yes mortal they have kombat, as far as we know yeah. Yep. yeah so she is coming back for the sequel damn skippy so I can't
3: wait. And that's the thing. I know I kind of like shat on her initially for her Mortal Kombat thing. Because, mostly because like she's unmemorable to me. But at the same time, I can be won over. Maybe she'll be much more memorable in the second movie. I always have high hopes for that because I do generally like this character. Who was Here,
2: memorable it's... in Mortal Kombat 2021? And don't say Josh Lawson.
3: I will not <laughs> say Josh Lawson. <laughs> I mean, um, Hiroyuki Sonata. Say Josh Lawson. Actually,
2: yeah, Hiroyuki Sonata, for the two scenes he was in. But I'll give you I that. mean,
3: they're you, they're memorable, Josh. Like they I are, yeah. Memorable does not he's, have a length, he's an like awesome be- Yeah, yeah. He he's a pretty cool scorpion, admittedly. And then, um... God, I feel bad. I feel bad. You seen Save Me? A guy who played Sub Zero. Um, Oh, Joe Tassum. Joe Tassum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe Super Tassum's memorable awesome.
2: because, you know, he, uh, you have fucking nightmares about him, how fucking scary he is in that Well,
3: movie. dude, like, Joe Tassum is the shit. He's in Warrior 2, by the way, and he's amazing in that show. Okay.
2: So, I, I guess people are memorable. In that, in that show. But Raiden, Liu Kang, Kung Lao's memorable. Okay, there are a lot of memorable people in that movie. I, I still like Jessica McNamee. She doesn't do anything like, do holy fuck, do you remember that part where Sonya did this? But, well, except... She must have, because you've seen just said. Remember that
1: part where she kills Kano? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she also, uh, I think she had a good parts in that fight with Ruptor. Yeah, she I did. mean,
2: yeah, she, she kind of threw a knife. That was mostly a scramble, and then it was Kano's time to shine when he ripped his heart out.
3: I just want, man. I just want New Jersey construction worker Cabal. Cabal, I'm not Beth, gonna get yeah.
2: him. Well, you never know. Death is just another portal, Jay. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. I mean, granted, sure. not yeah. not to change the subject from Sonya, but, man, did I love New Jersey construction worker Cabal. I really loved him. He was awesome.
2: I'm just annoyed <laughs> that they made him generic bad guy and somehow joined out World's Forces. I don't but, care. Yeah, this is his, Sonya, this is his, voice,
3: his voice Boy, won me over. I was it's going to be one.
2: It's gonna be a long time until we do a Cabal uh, character spotlight because yeah. Mortal Kombat has That's a way least, down the line. Then again, in the grand scheme of things, it's only like halfway down the line because, you know, That was Mortal Kombat 3, 1995. Now we've had, you know, that's less than halfway on the timeline of Mortal Kombat games. So, you know, we get Cabal, we will get to Cabal sooner than we will Cassie Cage, uh, you know, or someone like that. Also, we're going to quit using the Immortals songs, I think, after this episode. uh, Because once we get past Mortal Kombat 1 characters, we won't have songs to pull from for, for our special intros.
3: But one, thing I, but one thing I wanted to kind of move on from is that another voice actor that I think does deserve credit, she could reprise Sonya in other roles. Reprise But currently, repri- reprise. God damn it. I'm just going to
2: train you a little bit here. Sorry, I'm not making yeah, fun no. of you, I'm training you.
3: <laughs> no, make fun of me, because obviously I need to learn this. No, it's point,
2: a mean but, thing to make fun of, I'm just training you. Go ahead.
3: But, but reprise, I guess reprise. is the word I'm... Yes, yes. Reprise the role of Sonya Blade in future animated movies is that we have. I forget her. I forget her last name, but I know her first name is Jennifer, and she was um, Sonya in uh, *Scorpions' Revenge* and *Battle of the Realms*. Oh.
1: Jennifer Carpenter.
2: Yes,
3: I knew yeah, I couldn't remember her last name, but yes. And I like actually, how I make I notes
2: and I can't I can't fucking find it when I need to. There she is, Jennifer Carpenter.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But but I actually want to give her a shout out too, because I don't think she's bad at what she does. Because, you know, they kind of like she's kind of doing like the whole, like, you know, tough special forces type of Sonya. Kind of along
2: the same and, lines as Bridget Wilson, and I'll be honest, yeah, I don't remember much of her in the movie, but then again, I'm not I a do. big Sonya fan. I
3: do because well, mostly the reason why I remember her is because of her relationship with with Johnny Cage. She's the love interest of Johnny Cage. They have a ship. That's sort of like a thing between Scorpion's Revenge and Battle of the Realms. It's kind of a thing there. Yeah. And I like and I kind of like I like the fact that she is that voice it, cuz like Granted, do I think that she is exponentially good? No, but I don't think she's bad. And I, would I like to see her in future Mortal Kombat animated features, if Sonya happens to be a character in those movies, absolutely. Just the same as yeah. Joe
2: McHale will be Johnny Cage if he comes back. Yeah. Jennifer Carpenter, I think, will if Sonya comes back. I mean,
3: like, 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 uh, like I said, like I think in the Johnny Cage episode, or was it the, um, um, or was it the uh, Cage Mass episode? That if they ever decide to do another MK animated feature, if they did Special Four. Special Forces as an animated feature, that to me would be cool. And Sonya Blade would theoretically be the main character of that movie. So I think yeah. that they, that would be a good time to give Jennifer Carpenter a leg up as being the voice of Sonya Blade for that particular movie. And then we would have more to talk about. Yeah.
2: Most people are sick of Special Forces shit after Mortal Kombat 11, so it's not yeah. likely we'll get a Special Forces movie. But Sonya as a character, if she fits into a narrative at some point, hopefully will return in the animated movies and i don't see any reason not to bring jennifer carpenter back
3: yeah i just think it would be a very cool one off you know as sort of like a future installment um as well for that particular voice actress yeah. cuz i don't think she does a bad job as she, can a, see playing it
2: she's a same of a lot of these voice actors she's a voice actress and screen actress uh she's regularly appeared in dexter uh oh cool i didn't know that and she appeared in the exorcism of emily rose and and white chicks uh, I don't remember which one. Oh, she was, oh no! It's been a little minute since I've seen that movie. And then, and then as far as voice acting, uh, she was in. Uh, as far as video game work, uh, not video game adaptation, but an actual video game, she was in the Evil Within, that uh, that Makami game oh, that uh, cool. you know Resident Evil creator. And then the uh, uh, only other note I had, and I just had to take it because it's fucking hilarious. Jay, she was in Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Oh hell
3: yeah! Okay, yeah.
2: I like that. And that's that. not the last <laughs> Scooby Doo reference that uh, I'll reveal with our actresses, God willing, if we if we cover all of them uh, uh, comprehensively. But yeah, that sort of thing. So, not not a giant actress. She's got you know some voice roles, a little bit of live action roles. She does some things, and I I feel sad. I, yeah, I don't remember much of her as Sonia, but Sonia wouldn't be the first thing. I, I mean, obviously, I'm there for Scorpion. The movie's called Scorpion's Revenge. Um, and the second movie fucking sucked. So uh, probably just excise that from my mind. But, uh, from what I recall, she did play the, I'm sick of Johnny's bullshit, Sonia.
1: Nah. <laughs> um, let's see, let's, uh, let's go through, there's a lot of actors. There are, Wait. we can, ra- we can rapid so fire so through let's, let's go through some, yeah, let's go through some. Um, I'll leave it to you, sir. Let's go, I, for, for the beginning, uh, Peg Burr. Basically did the voice the, the voices of Sonia in the you know oh dude nineties era game you went deeper in than I did. 99. I didn't
2: think to that because yeah someone had to do those grunts and battle cries. Yep. Shit. Yeah. What's her name My again? Name Peg say it. Peg Burr. Peg Peg Burr. Peg Burr. Okay, well,
1: this buds to mm-hmm. you, Peg. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh let's see. Mortal Kombat The Journey Begins. We talked about Jennifer Hale yep. playing that role. Yeah. One of her early roles in her like long and you know very illustrious career as an actress.
2: Uh, Everybody
3: starts off with a shitty movie somewhere.
2: I I don't think I have a note at all. I think I skipped that movie because I also uh, excised that. We already talked about it. I guess so. Jennifer Hale. Why does that name sound so fucking
1: familiar too? Dude, she's in everything.
2: Okay. Yeah, she,
3: is in she literally is in everything, Josh. She's in a okay. lot of stuff. Yeah, I, we I have, we, I we have talked again.
1: so many cartoons and shows that you've seen from when you were a kid. And even now.
2: Yeah, yeah. we did talk about her at length in our Journey Begins episode. She's in everything.
3: She, she, she's probably a voice of a character that you have in your head right now. And you didn't even know it was Jennifer Hale, but she's it is. You ever watch
1: Pinky and the Brain? Yep. She's, in yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's in that. You ever watch Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girl? If I've drawn breath, I've heard her voice.
3: She she's not far away from being a fi- uh, like a female Frank Welker who's just she's just in everything. She's
1: gotcha, dude. She's coming back. She's coming back for the X Men animated cartoon as Jean
2: Grey. Oh dude. my god. Okay, speaking <laughs> of <our> names, <laughs> isn't it Jean Grey? Isn't it French? Who isn't it Jean Grey? Not Jean Grey. I'm not an X Men. No, it's Jean. Fan. No, it's, Jean- okay. it's Jean Grey, dude. I look it's at the like, word no. and I think Jean, like like uh, Jean Renault, which I when I was a kid I always called him Jean Reno. <laughs> That's Jean because so he's I say, I don't
1: No, <laughs> so I, I don't think she played the original Jean Grey though in the show. I still want to say it's Jean Grey, but I'll go Jean. She played Jean Grey in other shows though. Okay, like she in X Men and the Wolverine and the X Men. She played Jean Grey. She 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 done a lot, dude. Um, so yeah, that was like early, early, early on in her career. That was like her. That was her. Oh, she did a lot of shit. Damn. I can't even find her credit. Oh, there it is. What you got? Yeah, ninety-five. So that was like her second movie, voice uh, directed, directed video voice work. Was that one okay? Back in ninety-five. Um. So yeah, we have her. Uh. Let's see. Going down the list, we already talked about Olivia Dabo. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. In *Mortal Kombat*, Shaolin monks. Mm-hmm. She was played by Beth Maluski. That is how
2: you pronounce her name. I listened to a podcast uh, with what I think was her today.
1: Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah,
2: Maluski. Uh, okay. all, she's she didn't have a lot. All I have is she was in an episode of *Arrested Development*. <laughs> uh, and oh, okay. I'm not. I can't confirm this, but uh, because the epis the podcast I listened to seem to credit her as an improv comedy improv artist turned psychotherapist but i don't know if that's oh. the same beth malusky because they never they never talked about mortal combat but i think it is cuz she's oh, from okay. chicago and she even if this is the same beth malusky had a web series called beth comma from chicago where she plays multiple different women named beth like it's comedic uh she does kind of the the fucking Eddie Murphy thing where she does or the Mike Myers thing where she plays a bunch of different characters in the same movie.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. That's all
2: I got on her. Uh
1: Chrissy Rios played Sonia in the 3D uh era like the PS2 era games. Oh, I missed aside that. from Shannon Monks. She have, she
2: even have voices in that? Like I guess she does the grunts. I guess so.
1: Huh. Um I'm this to be fair, this is coming off of Wikipedia, so if these are wrong... Right,
2: because like I said, Wikipedia also says that Elizabeth Malecki is from London.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Dana Lynn Barron is credited to being uh, Sonya in MK vs. DC and MK11. Mm-hmm. Uh, MK2011, uh, sorry, MK9. But there's also another credit, S.G. Willie, MK, for MK vs. DC. So Weird. I don't... Really know I d- how that breaks. I down.
2: didn't see SG Willie, but I do have Dana Limbarron, yeah. who doesn't have a lot of the credits hell, to see. her thing, except for Skylanders, which has come up on her podcast before, America Crime Story, and apparently she's a producer on some shorts.
1: Um, In MKX, she's played by Trisha Halford. Yeah, I think she's the next biggest one probably to
2: talk about because she's been in a lot of shit. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Let's see. You mean to just go all, rattle off? Yeah, yeah, go for because, it. Because, I mean, she's most known for. Holy shit, she's been a Yeah, lot. that's what Holy I'm saying. Shit. She's most known for Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I can't. Cyclone, Cyclone some fucking robot girl. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen that show.
1: She says number six.
2: Number six? No, <laughs> she had like a C <laughs> name or something like that. Um, she started out as a model and then actress. Uh, interestingly enough, she also was in Playboy. Not just a Playboy, she was on the fucking cover, uh, in 2007. Because guess what? Battlestar Galacta was popular, so they kind of call that out. Uh, uh Jay, you'll uh two things you'll love, Jay. Uh, oh, oh by the way, yeah, she was guess what, CSI, like everyone fucking is. Um She was in Green Lantern First Flight, Jay. Uh she voiced Boudika. You know that oh, name? Oh, cool. Yeah, I do know Udika. Yeah, yeah, like
3: that. Like she's not my favorite Green Lantern, but I do know of her.
2: Here's uh something you'll love even better. Oh, I'll mention something else first. Uh, she was the voice of the grid in Tron Uprising. I don't know what the grid is. Is that like yep. a computer? So what over so, thing?
3: so so there was so Tron Uprising is an animated wait, wait, cartoon. Don't go on too long really about really it. <laughs> good. I'm not It's really good. Yeah, yeah, I I not, I'm not I'm not gonna go that. on too long. I'm just gonna say it's really effing good and you should watch it. It's okay. really good.
1: Alright. <laughs> it's really good.
2: Uh, and then but the big the big the thing that I would make you smile, Jay, is she was in an episode of Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated.
3: Yes! You showed me the
2: whole show. I don't remember this character. It was in one episode. She was Aphrodite. Was there like a character that modeled herself after Aphrodite or something?
3: dude! Dude, Aphrodite was like a big huge like okay, so you remember like the DJ Disc jockey in scooby doo Mystery Incorporated that turned Barely. out to be this like. I love yeah, the show. It was dude, a great
2: show. I don't remember a disc jockey. I'm sorry. Yeah,
3: dude, yeah, dude, like, but that but that's the thing. Aphrodite was the disc jockey. She turned out to be a spy and ended up being the original member of the Mysteries Incorporated before oh, the scooby doo gang. So she's an important yeah.
2: character. She's only in one yes. episode.
3: No, she wasn't like, dude, like she was like, It said in, like, one a episode mu- and it was like the,
2: well, maybe- the episode. Aphrodite was in the title of the episode too. It was like The Rise of Aphrodite or
1: something. Where walks Aphrodite?
2: There you yeah, go.
3: well like like obviously it's been a while since I've seen the show. I uh, I stand corrected if I'm wrong on that, but if I if it's what I'm thinking of, that's like a major character in the show, but I mean I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hmm. So well, just, I guess
2: reason reason enough to rewatch the show, which I wouldn't mind. That was a good show.
3: Yeah. Scooby-Doo Mysteries Incorporated is a great show, by the way. Just like Tron Legacy is a great show.
2: And, and then the only other thing she was in a key and Peele skit called the job interview. Uh, I don't know the skit, so but if you are familiar with it, she was in that as Agent Jackson.
1: She's been a
0: lot of yeah.
2: Good. She's that's what I said like she she's like, gonna be the like big next shit. biggest one because yeah she's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. But you know that makes sense right because yeah. we're we're into MKX or uh, I'm glad we bigger budget MK11. The still the voice acting wasn't. I mean, there was a story mode in MK9, but still, they didn't get to quite movie quality yet, where now with MK1, we said it was better than the fucking 2021 movie. And also, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say this, but we made fun of Dana Lynn Barron and MK9 so much, our friend Jared came over and hated her voice, because mission accomplished. Uh, Mission
3: accomplished. (laughs) Whereas
2: MKX kind of went to the next level, had a much more cinematic story and probably much more involved voice yeah. acting so it makes sense they have an accomplished voice actor like this and and then why do they not bring her back for 11 because she's been in so much shit what the fuck i don't yeah know. now now we get into the yeah the rants yeah. section
3: yeah, yeah yeah but now you've seen we have to pass it to you because oh lord do we know you have words about ronda rousey is playing on your plate
2: <laughs> it's and here's the thing. I don't. I don't want to hate on Ronda Rousey, although I don't know much about her. So I think maybe some people, even in like the fighting field, don't like her. I don't know.
1: I didn't have a problem with um, her. I don't know. I. I. I don't have a problem with her personally, even though like I. I, I think there was something that came out about her, but I don't know. What oh, I read exactly a bunch of shit
2: about her. Something. Uh, she really. One of her boyfriends, or I don't think husband. I don't think she's married. Uh, she found out he took nude photos of her in secret and she beat, Ooh. she beat the fucking shit out of him. Cause she's Ronda Rousey. It's more extended than that. She, she punched him and slapped him and then she left the house, went to get in her car and he tried to pull her out of the har- car and she yanked him out and she threw him on the ground. She beat the fuck out of the dude, right? Which, you know, hey, he deserved it. But it made some people be like, oh man, that's technically kind of uh, domestic uh spatial abuse there bro girl uh made some people be like man, maybe i shouldn't be cheering you on that's a little fucked up i mean we don't know we don't know the full situation it is why she did appear uh nude in sports illustrated bodies issue specifically in response to that because she i guess she hijacked and deleted his hard drive or whatever but fearing that the photos still existed she went and posed in sports illustrated as a way to Put it back in her hands, mm. uh, much like uh, what's her face yeah, did okay. Jennifer. What's her face? Uh, but some people were like, I mean, I, I read, I read, I read it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, you go, girl!" And I'm like, "Oh wait, yeah, maybe that's kind of fucked up, I guess, if you think about it." I don't know. It seems like her life has there a lot was of drama. A it. For it. yeah, but then again, I don't know the full story because, like I said, honestly, reading up on her because I don't know much about her uh, made me really respect her. She's a trailblazer as far as, like, you know, women's sports, specifically in martial arts.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't
2: know much about the fighting scene, because I know some people probably criticize her for being in WWE. Uh, You know, she did retire abruptly from fighting when she lost uh, a winning streak and got injured, uh, and it
1: really fucked her up mentally. Well, here's the thing. It's like... For one, there's she's not the first person to go from MMA to wrestling. Yeah, it's
2: like... Yeah. Uh, Sha- uh, sh- what's a, uh Shamrock. Or what's his dude from the 90s?
1: The uh, early 2000s. I
2: I can, Ken Shamrock. Yeah, Ken Shamrock.
1: Yeah. There's also like... yeah, uh, What's his... Uh, Matt Riddle. He was also an MMA fighter before a wrestler. Uh, I mean... Brock Lesnar started in WC in wrestling, then went to MMA, then came back. Like, she's not... And there's, there's other, like, uh, Shayna Baszler. She was also an MMA fighter. She actually trained with Ronda Rousey when they were in M- MMA. And then she came to wrestling before Ronda. So, like, that... I mean, if you're getting punched in the face and, you know, knee in the face a bunch of times and you, you know, fear of, you know, permanent damage. Yeah. And then... WWE comes in and says, We're gonna give you this huge bag of money to, you know, do a more safe I wouldn't call it safe. <laughs> but well, at least controlled. In in, in in comparison? In comparison. Yeah, yeah. You're fight in, in MMA, you're fighting someone who is legitimately trying to knock you the fuck yeah, out Yeah, that's a very good point. Whereas in
2: WCW and, 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 WCW, and WWE in you w- got w- uh, fucking Vince McMahon, you know, the uh, giggling behind the corner as he thinks up some fucking horrifying stunt for you to do.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, even though right now like he's not as involved in it, uh, but I mean, aside from that, which yeah, there there are <laughs> there's a lot to say about you know Vince McMahon and how he treats his yeah. you know you know uh, to the point where like they're all contract workers. They're not even like they don't even work for WWE. They're like contract workers, so they can't even get health insurance they have to get their Jesus. own like it's fucked up but as far as like you being in the ring with another person that person is working with you to pull off these moves and they're they're trying to be as safe as you it's are. so funny reading so the like,
2: wikipedia page because it went over her stint in wwe and it reads like the rest like her ufc career it says oh and then she fought this person and lost to him and i'm sitting here like you know it's it, it's staged, right, guys? You know that, right? <laughs> she didn't really fight and lose to somebody. But
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It's it's sports like the WWE and like sports entertainment, as they call it, is like it's such a different, weird beast. Where it's like it's talked. I specifically
2: about. said stage too, because like it's not. I don't want to say it's fake, because like I said, some dangerous shit they fucking do. In no, wrestling. you get
1: you you no people get fucked yeah. up like. Uh, what well, I saw a documentary. On, uh, this is going off topic. I saw a documentary on um, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? I can He's a, he's a huge. He's a huge. I can't. I'm forgetting his name. Kurt Angle.
2: Kurt oh, Angle. Kurt Angle. Okay. I don't. I can't picture him. Is he big? Okay. I mean, all wrestlers are big. No, he's, you know. I
1: mean, no. He's big as in like he's a big star. Oh, basketball. oh, okay. I thought you meant yeah, physically big. No, no, no. Um, but he was like a Olympic. Uh, He was he was going to the Olympics, and then he got to the trials and he broke his neck. Oh Jesus Christ! And then they did they did and he but he wanted to keep competing, so then he did like a whole like this kind of temporary surgery thing that so he could and and like a bunch of like steroids to like get him through it. Then he did surgery. Then he went to WWE, and then he continued to break his neck like four more times. Fucking Jesus! Yeah, how did he not die from that? god a lot of he, i mean his story is crazy because he got addicted like painkillers and all. Yeah, that because of all the like you what happen and stuff like that so it's like yeah it's it's scripted but you still take like oh yeah that's why
2: i said scripted because like there's no competition actual competition going on I, at least i assume maybe
1: and that's that's what that's what's confusing about it, is that like they'll bring like you know other shows like you know espn or like they'll bring people on to interview or even like you know late night shows and they'll talk in like a kayfabe fashion where they're, they're, they're acting like what's happening on the show is real. It's like, well, you have this big match and you didn't this. How are you preparing for it? It's like, it's weird that.
2: I guess it's part of the theatrical thing. You know, it's like a movie character in real life. And I mean, hell, I still remember thinking that when Hulk Hogan came on the Jay Leno show and took it over. I thought that was a real dispute. Um, it actually kind of scared me. A bit. But anyway, uh, go back, go back on Ronda Rousey if you want to
1: rant about her i had to say, Ronda Rousey in WWE, whatever you... Say what you want about WWE and how, you know, the quality of the quote-unquote acting when they're on the mic or whatever. Even in that standard, she's not great. She's great when she's, like, in the ring actually fighting, like, actually, you know, wrestling. It should be said, she is not an actor by trade. Exactly. So, but uh, a lot of these people aren't actors by trade, but being in wrestling, especially when you train in it for so long, you learn to get better at Mike. I mean, yeah, mess
2: wrestling is half acting. That's why they all, t- John Cena, The Rock, you know, they they got to entertain yeah, the crowd. Exactly. Ronda Rousey's background is exactly. legit fighting. So it makes sense that, you know, fighting. she's not theatrical. Exactly.
3: Which makes sense considering that what? she played a muted role in John Wick 2.
1: Wait, she was in John Wick 2? No.
3: Yeah.
1: No, she's not in John Wick 2.
3: I thought she was in John Wick 2. I thought She was, was in Furious
1: 7. I... She was in Furious 7.
2: Then who
3: then who is the silent... Then who is the silent? Rebecca... Ro- Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, Ruby which Ro- everyone hates. Okay, 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 okay. Then never mind. My bad, I'm wrong on that.
2: Looks one. nothing like
1: uh, Ronda Rousey yeah. either. I think it just got lines yeah. crossed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's, she, she was... Uh, I've seen videos about people, like, ranking people, and she's always ranked low as far as, like, being good on the mic. Mm. And I've seen her, like, last year. Like, I think she, she hasn't wrestled much this year. Like, she got beat... By somebody, and then she kind of left, and I think she's on hiatus now. But whenever i she seen got her beat on, by somebody, or got she got consistent.
2: scripted to be beat somebody. I'm sorry to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I get caught up in that. <laughs> but uh yeah, she's never been good on the mic. So I, I, I it all it, retroactively looking back, it's puzzling why they would bring Ronda Rousey of all people to play as Sonya Blade when they had a perfectly good voice actress to play her. And then this one had like some of the most emotional character moments for Sonya Blade, and uh, it all
2: comes down to you can't blame and, Rousey, you can blame NetherRealm, stunt casting. They wanted they wanted a fucking yeah, PR
1: I, I, thing, and that's why I don't understand about Nether Realm and WB. Is it a WB thing? Is it a, is it a NetherRealm thing? No clue.
0: I'm like, gonna guess WB. Whose
1: who's decision it is, but I just don't understand. Like you had a you had a great voice actress here who's been in a bunch of stuff.
2: Who could continue the some role. Some guy in a tie thought like, hey, it makes perfect sense. Sonya's a badass woman. Who's a badass woman in real life? Ronda Rousey. It's perfect. Yes, but does she... Someone raises his hand. He's like, but does she act? And he gets thrown out the fucking window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say uh MK11 came out in 2019. So that was when she was transitioning into WWE. So she was like all over the place. Like news-wise. So I guess that That makes sense. That tracks. And
2: I will say, then again, I need to go back maybe and look at MK11 story mode. I didn't play tens extensively. So that's my, maybe why I don't remember uh, Tricia Helfer, Tricia Helfer. But uh, I didn't have a problem with Ronda Rousey. I'm not going to say she was a great actor, but this might lend uh, not favorably well to Sonya as a character. But I thought initially like, oh, well, that sounds like, you know, she's kind of stiff. Because uh, Sonya is strict military, so that makes that makes sense, right? Like, it didn't bother me. But then again, I need to go back and reevaluate it, because uh, now now I've heard mm-hmm. what real bad stunt casting is with <sighs> Megan Fox, uh, who also herself is not a bad actress. She just... They brought her in. She's higher paid than any of the other actual voice actors that are on the thing, and they probably only had her for two hours. So they didn't do multiple takes. They're like, okay. And she dressed up in her fucking pink thing. So they could do the fucking photo. Uh, the fucking promo video trailer. And they're like, okay, thank you, Mrs. Fox. And then she was out. And that's probably how Ronda Rousey was too.
1: I Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah.
2: It. Or might might have been more of the case for Megan Fox. I don't know. But NetherRealm needs to quit Mm -hmm. doing that fucking stunt casting bullshit unless they actually get someone that can spend some time and uh, has experience voice acting. But, like Jay said, voice acting is kind of an unsung art, unless you're a dork.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's the only game that she's been in. Hopefully they bring back Trisha Helfer for whatever they do for MK2. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
3: because obviously in MK1, Sonya is a cameo character, but she has no lines of dialogue. She's just kind of there. It's actually one of like what? I think three games. If you count MK1, like the new one, if you count MK1, the new one, it's like one of three games that she hasn't been in. The first obviously being MK2. I don't know what the second game she wasn't in. I don't um, think there was a second
2: game after that.
3: Was she in Deception, Josh? Sorry, it's
2: some type um, of game. she was. I don't remember. Uh, we haven't got to that yet, and I haven't played it in so long. But I'm going to go out in a limb and say she was not it. I mean, fuck! Yeah, I could just I- Google the MK Deception roster, but I'm pretty sure. The only reason she and Kano, and this is kind of one of my points I had in her outline well, our outline for conclusion too, is interesting to point out. She and Kano redeemed the least popular of the original cast of characters, so that's why they weren't back. But now. I don't think there's ever going to be an MK game without Sonya. Technically, MK One is a game without Sonya. She's a cameo, but she's still there. Uh, yeah, are you Googling it? You seen?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. With his abilities to raise the dead at will, I think I think Onaga re- re- resurrects Sonya and her fallen comrades. Okay. So she's in it.
2: Like as a, she is as a, a revenant, kind of. I would ask, too, uh, I wonder who, we didn't look this up, unless you did, you see, I wonder who voice model, or fucking face models her in, or voice models, with like the, she doesn't speak, but she does laughs and stuff like that, in MK1. Don't yeah. Because I, I brought up Elizabeth Balecki. It's funny,
1: I have, I, have, it's, but sh- I have the voice actress who plays her in Mortal Kombat Onslaught, which is oh, Vanessa Marshall. Oh,
2: wow, okay, wow. wow, that was a blind spot for me. Vanessa Marshall?
3: Yeah, but, like, I do think it's kind of cool that when you think about, like, Sonya Blade just as, like, a female fighting game character, it's just, like, her legacy in being in MK Games is actually pretty damn broad. She's basically—she is a core part of the Mortal Kombat franchise because she is an OG. Um, she was on the original roster, like we've been covering in a lot of these character spotlights. So it's just—I just think it's actually kind of cool that, like— There's very few, like, you can count the number of games she hasn't been in versus how many games she has been in. Because she's basically in every single mainline MK game, apart from, of course, MK1. But even then, she's still in it as a character, or as a cameo character. And she's like a starting roster cameo character. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of feel like that it's interesting to sort of note that when you think of female MK characters... The probably the first one you should think of is Sonya Blade, though there's probably an argument that like if you don't huh. think of Sonya Blade first, then you think of Katana. Yeah. Um it's usually gonna be it's usually gotta be one of those two. But I just find that kind of interesting that when you think of it, female MK characters, that you know, Sonya Blade is is definitely gonna be like one of your number one picks. Well, I mean if she not was katana.
2: the first and also the most distinct, distinctive versus katana, who, you know, okay. Boring not boring exotic ninja lady palette swap Sonya mm-hmm. full of attitude military it's more distinctive and I don't think there'll ever be a game about Sonya I think they should have the gumption to make some mainline MK games and take some regulars out as the Scorpion yeah. stand I will say do it they've done it once do it again take Scorpion out of a game take Sonya yeah. I'm sorry to she's in the spotlight right here but I'll just take Sonya out of a game I mean they technically have but do, you know
3: do it like I'm generally okay with it because even though Sonya Blade is never my main character, I do play her. Like I mean, like normally if I'm not playing Johnny Cage, um, if, so- if Sonya's available, I usually go for her, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and that's like the thing. I've never like been a
2: Sonya name- player. Jay, you have, uh, yeah. I think she just suits you like the square wave. She suits you more.
3: Yeah, well, I, I like the leg, grab, uh, like the leg grab. I, I, I just think the leg grab is a fascinating move. It's a very impractical move and is basically physically impossible, depending on how it actually works. And like in, in each game, but I do think it's just an inherently interesting move. I like Sonya as a female character fighter. I mean, I, it's funny. I don't typically play female character fighters, but the ones I do play, I hold in high regard. It's because funny in fighter. I,
2: in Mortal Kombat, I don't. In Tekken, I do. What does that mean?
3: I don't know. Because Except now Tekken, I'm a, I'm know,
2: a Lee I, May Main in MK1, but uh.
3: yeah. But dude, like in Tekken, I don't play any female fighters in Tekken. It's all dudes. But in I Street do. I got Fighter, one
2: dude, and the one dude I got in Tekken is kind of you know girly anyway, Lee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Lee, not Leo, but Lee. Wow, <laughs> he's kind of dash,
1: dat, dat. You see the trailer for Leo? I and, did uh, see the trailer Tekken for Leo. Leo, yeah. Leo.
2: looks. I right. I don't Leo, like him Leo, slash Leo. her as much as uh. They appeared in 7. But then again, I was well, never a yeah, full Leo Main. It was kind of my my backup character. But no. But now you know, Jay, uh, just to go back. You said the, the leg grab is why he gravitated towards Sonya. Now you know that that was created by Sonya herself, Elizabeth Malecki.
3: Which is really cool. I think that's actually pretty damn cool, all things considered. But yeah, like in, uh, in Street Fighter... Like, in Street Fighter 6, I play Cammy a lot. Cammy's always been a female main for me. And then I'll I'll, I'll typically jump in there with Chun-Li or Sakura. I played like Street Fighter
2: 6 once when I was over here. And who's the first character? Of course, I'm going to pick Chun-Li. And the only reason I picked yeah, Chun-Li, Chun-Li, it's not because she's a woman. It's not because, you know, she's funny. It, like, does Yata... Yeah, it's because of that one move from childhood. Mind kick. Just fucking tap that motherfucking button. <laughs> yeah.
3: Even even though the <laughs> even though, that's even not though how the course, moves different now six. yeah it's
2: a quarter circle or something but still
1: no i was saying in, in uh, Street Fighter yeah I think Chun Li since two I think was one of my mains like I liked playing as her in two but I didn't play much of her in like three or four mm. really like three I played I, I nowadays I play as Makoto yeah. I'm trying I want to try to learn her more but Tekken
2: I don't think you main women at all. You do your off.
1: I did. I did. Uh, I did try. Uh, not Julie. Who's the girl? The, the jo- oh the Josie. Girl. Josie. Is it Josie? The one. I don't that know if like, she does
2: Muay Thai. I just for like, whatever jump reason in. she cries. Yeah, she that's wins. Josie.
1: <laughs> yeah. But in Mortal Kombat, mm, I mean, I had my
0: because as me Melina,
2: uh Started out ironically. Oh Jackie. Oh yeah. yeah fuck Jackie. Jackie, man. Yeah, she's your main. Yeah, um, I never played... I think, I, like played, I, think I'm, new I messed with Melina a little bit in MK2. Sorry, Sonya. I never really was a Sonya player in any of the MKs, ever. Uh, doesn't mean I don't like her as a character, but I just... Her moveset didn't gravitate towards me. Um, 3D games, you know, didn't have much involvement in that. And then... I started like Melina in 9 and 11. Not because... well. I think it was because her character was hyper-sexualized, and it was kind of funny because she has a giant Baraka face, which, you know, I like to say, well, that, she's pretty, man. That's that's a look. Um, I don't know why. Not, I don't care much about her in a, a 1, even though her moveset is even better, because she's got an upwards teleport and a downwards teleport. Maybe it's because her character's different. I don't know, but I think you can only have so many mains, and I like Lee May a little better and Baraka because he's easy. Um <laughs> yeah uh
1: yeah you may definitely want I to thought
2: play. I'd try Natara, but uh, cause like her aerial just aerial dominance looked pretty cool, but I just couldn't into humorro set um yeah, but I don't know why Sonya is thing
1: the to... the o g she is I guess to sort of close out a little bit of the, the show uh are there any dream casting that we would like for Sonya in future, whether it's in future games, future live action movies, future uh, animated movies. I did not give this any thought, Jay.
3: I didn't give this any thought either, but uh, there is someone I could see playing Sonya Blade, but no one would like her and I wouldn't like her either. And that's Brie <laughs> Larson. <laughs>
1: but unfortunately,
2: Honestly, I don't think that
3: would go.
1: <laughs> I could see that. I could see her. I She could actually, she probably you could know, do it. You know, people
2: started out not liking Brie Larson uh and actually there's aspects of her uh, I don't like but I think a p- public opinion uh, maybe my opinion has softened on her a little bit maybe she's not the best actress cuz there's talks of her being princess zelda now they're making a zelda, live action zelda movie I wouldn't mind her as zelda I could see her as sonia yeah
3: yeah I could, I could see her as sonia but admittedly I, I'm like maybe I'm a little not flat. the biggest like like I'm not the biggest fan of Brie Larson even though I've, even though she's an Oscar-winning actress it's just that like she hasn't she needs to care about the project, in my opinion, <laughs> and that just and, and that's going to depend on the role, <laughs> yeah. because because like I don't is that any actress, huh? Isn't that any actor? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh,
2: I mean, yeah, I guess so. Well, some characters, some actors, become obsessed with their character. Supposedly, Heath Ledger locked himself in a hotel room and sp- isolated himself to become the Joker. That might be PR, yeah. but you know.
3: Yeah, like I mean like I, I haven't I haven't enjoyed her stint as Captain Marvel though. That's just my own like opinion on that. Yeah, oh. but what
2: You cut out what about Captain Marvel?
3: I haven't enjoyed her stint as Captain Marvel mm. over the past couple of years. Honestly,
2: the literally it. the only thing I've seen her in was Kong Skull Island, which I didn't know who she was then and I thought she was fine. And then yeah, I she, saw her yeah, in,
3: in
2: game or whatever the fuck. Uh and you know, she's I I didn't see Captain Marvel, the main movie.
3: She she was all like, I enjoyed her little cameo appearance in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That was one of her first breakout roles back then. Was she in that? She is the singer. Uh, You remember um, when uh, they're having a competition? Yeah. uh, Well, no, not when they're having a competition, but do you remember in Scott Pilgrim where Scott and Ramona are going to his ex girlfriend's concert and she's singing that song? His ex
2: girlfriend or her ex girlfriend?
3: No, his ex girlfriend. Okay. um his ex-girlfriend like i don't remember scott's
2: ex-girlfriend okay oh shit she's dating uh eli roth or whatever superman right
3: y- y- yeah yeah okay brandon roth yeah 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 that's her that's brie larson okay um,
2: shit uh, i've seen that movie like once and I,
1: I will go back and watch it i i will say rewatching captain marvel uh recently it's not as bad as i initially thought I think part of it is because (laughs) Jay, you and I missed the beginning of that movie when we watched it in theaters. And that kind of explains why her emotions are so stinted throughout the movie. And she kind of feels wooden. But it kind of gives a little bit of context to it. Yeah. So, But it's not a great movie, but it's not as bad as I initially thought it was. But I think someone... What what do you think about... um, uh, who's the actress who plays Harley Quinn now? Oh,
2: Margot Robbie. Yeah. Also Australian, by the way. Um, I could see
1: that maybe.
3: Uh, I think Margarabi's kind of like moved on to much more greener pastures. Well, yeah. Um, at this point, this is dream casting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just. I mean, casting. I guess she could, but honestly, if you're if you're talking Sonya, like, okay, so this is just me being a terrible person for two seconds. I would oh, want someone. Oh
1: god. I'm going to cut this out? No. No, <laughs>
3: no. I would want some. I would want someone younger to play Sonya. Margarabi and Brie Larson are a bit on the older side. What
2: the, the fuck, fuck is wrong with you, man? They're like in their thirties, not- or if they're.
3: She's younger. They're probably me. in their fifties, yeah, uh, but ha-
2: they look like in their thirties. Uh yeah, how younger? yeah, how
3: old were, how old was Bridget Wilson when she played Sonia? Probably in her twenties.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'd want someone in their twenties Also,
2: yeah, Sonia Blade's 20s. supposed to be career military. Is she really gonna be in her twenties?
1: Yeah, she's supposed to be like established as a military yeah. like I mean, granted, I granted would this
2: is be... a fantasy world, like Resident Evil, where all the characters are like decorated marksmen and are retired Air Force and they're 23. How's the fuck that work? But, you know, <laughs>
0: well,
2: that's a running joke of Resident Evil. It's like, how the fuck? <laughs> so maybe you could have Sonya be 23 and already like fucking like a major or what? No, she's a lieutenant, a Lieutenant Blade, which actually a lieutenant is the starting rank if you're a, a commissioned officer. So. She could be young, actually. Yeah.
3: I, like, I would actually want her to be a little on the younger side because then she could, like, grow into the role. And then if you did a subsequent sequels after that, she could play yeah, the role for a good period of that's time. that's a good that's insurance because,
2: like, they're already talking about Mahershala Ali with Blade, which isn't even going to happen. Okay, now it's going to happen. But they're like, well, fuck. Dude's already, like, fucking 50. <laughs> He's not going to be around for a Blade 2—wanting two- to do a Blade 2 or 3. He already barely wants to do it now. That's a consideration. Yeah. That's a consideration. Yeah
3: that's why like I mean like also I just feel like for roles like that for some you know for a character like Sonya um I originally said this about Johnny Cage too I don't get me wrong I Cara Orban fine by me um but like if I had to but if I had to do it i i would want like up-and-coming actors and actresses to play these roles because they have longevity Mm -hmm. because if you know it's sort of like a gamble like if they do well and they have passion for the role then they can do well and then play that character for the next like two or three or four movies whatever it is and go in tv shows and kind of make their own way like you know like what i think lyndon ashby when he played johnny cage i don't know how old he was but i i think he was in his early 30s pretty sure of that at least his early 30s when he played Johnny Cage and he could have easily come back for Annihilation which he chose not to do because the script sucked which is fine but I like the idea that like these people are cast young young young-ish and then they go through and then they sort of make the character their own thing later on it can be a stepping stone
0: dude
3: yeah dude Margot
1: Robbie is 33 holy
2: shit yeah she's super young
3: that's what I'm saying am I terrible that I thought she was older than that
2: (laughs) Damn. Well, maybe you know because it's the role she played. She had a lot of makeup on, and maybe you just assume. And it's kind of weird when you look at actors. It's it's hard to think about actors that are our age and actors that are younger than us. Like, how the fuck old is Taylor Swift? And she like fucking twenty five or something. I don't know. She's probably thirty. Yeah. So we're older than two. Yeah. I'm. You know. But it's like I can't remember like the specific actors that are exactly our age, and I always like,
1: oh wow. They're my age. I can't.
2: Yeah, Margot Robbie's thirty three,
1: huh? I mean, I'm pretty sure like Brie Larson is our. She age. probably actually.
2: Yeah, I Brie... think she is exactly our age. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson is no. A better she's age. not. No? She's thirty four.
2: Fuck, man. We're old fucks, man.
3: We're old
1: what as fuck. fuck?
2: Helen Mirren <laughs> is our age. Shit. <laughs> Helen Mirren's like seventy something. That's how I said it. <laughs> um. Muren is Sonya blade man because I don't I can't think of anybody and I feel ashamed because we're talking about notable women characters and all that and I'm I'm at a blank for uh uh actress to to play Sonia but I we joked about Mia Yovovich, like if if she and John, or Paul w, W.S. Anderson were together when he made Mortal Kombat, Jay was like, oh, of course she'd be Sonya. And I'm like, no, I don't see, I see her of a Katana. And he seemed as like, fuck that, I don't see her as a Katana. Now, thinking about it, I could see her as a Sonya. I'm not going to say that's my dream casting, but I could see her as a Sonya. Uh, I can't, fuck, man. I can't think of, I can't think <laughs> of anybody. Yeah, Mia Jovovich. Um kind of hard. Yeah. Or you know, I I I don't I don't like the idea of Margot Robbie. I don't know. I just don't see her. I don't want to say I don't see her as an action role yeah. because she is fucking Harley Quinn, but I don't know. Um I just don't she, see it. She
3: she's not. She, Margot Robbie's not my first choice. Um I wouldn't pick Margot Robbie for Sonya Blade.
1: Yeah. I'll just throw out a throw out a name of a blonde actress that
2: I could think of. My, yeah, the the first one I thought of and I feel ashamed because I don't know her name. So, oh, boom! There you go. Um, not her, but a different actress. Uh, fucking Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. What's her name? Emily. Sm- oh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence no, no, not Florence Pugh. The uh, fucking his wife in Oppenheimer.
3: Oh, her. I don't know her name, but I know you're talking about.
2: Oh, or even better, Emily Blunt.
3: Uh, no, no. Oh,
1: Emily Blunt would
2: be. Yeah. Great.
3: Nah, like, I'm not sold on Emily Blunt. I'd rather have Florence Pugh than Emily Blunt. Not Florence Pugh. Have Florence you Pugh's grown in. Edge of Tomorrow?
2: Edge of Tomorrow, man, of Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. She's
3: yeah, badass uh, but in that. I know what she. Yeah, she is she, badass in that. She basically
2: but... was playing Sonya. Blunt. Honestly, Blade. yeah, she was kind of playing Sonia Blunt. <laughs> Maybe she's a little too British. I don't know. Hell yeah
3: no it's not that like granted like i don't care if she's british or not like accents can be changed for that um if need be but now actually i could see florence Pugh. i mean you have not to florence her hair, Pugh. But- Florence
2: Pugh is his his mistress uh i forget the real person's name
1: right but she's also in uh, his
2: wife in the movie in, the one uh, god damn it she Fl- was in uh the the fucking movie with the, the monsters that hear you the stupid movie silent place what's her name man
3: God, fucking Quiet
1: place. That's her. No, man, Fl- Florence that's, uh, Pugh. That's, no, that's that's uh, that's uh, what do you Christ. call it? Edge of Tomorrow girl.
2: God. Oh yeah, it is Edge of Tomorrow girl. Wow, I thought there were two different. <laughs> she's older. That's she's Emily older Blunt. in Oppenheimer. Yes, Emily Blunt's my choice.
1: There you go. That's my choice too, actually. <laughs> like Florence Pugh could do it because, like, in the Marvel movies, she does play. A spy. I don't know much about her. Okay, and it, but she's a pretty convincing spy in that, at least. I think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, I could see Emily Blunt.
2: Yeah, that's my choice.
1: For sure.
2: I mean, she's a little bit older now, but she could do older Sonya. You don't even need to be young now, Jay. You could do fucking well, I mean, you do in case you goddamn fucking die, but you could do, you know, de aging. Well, it doesn't even matter if you goddamn fucking die. They resurrect you like they did What's His Nuts in Star Wars.
1: Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we are going over long. (laughs) Let's. I think we wish should wrap this I didn't up. think we talked this long about Sonya. We did. She's a, she's a pretty iconic shit. She is.
2: Man. Yeah, I don't mean that to slight Sonya either. I I, mean, I think our Johnny episode is about two hours. But I felt confident this is an hour and a half episode. But it's not. It's Johnny. We did a Johnny. Or Johnny. We did a Liu Kang. Johnny. We did Liu Kang. We did Kang and we did Johnny. Did you forget? We did a Johnny episode. Not Cage Match. We did. did we do a Johnny episode? Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Are you serious? This is our third, camp, this is our third character spotlight episode. Fuck, Fuck damn. yeah! I just try to excise we'll it. Probably, my... like, like,
3: I get, like, I guarantee you we'll probably do like sub-zero. Scorpion, no, Scorpion, Rater, scorpions the next one. X. I'm,
2: I'm gonna spearhead that. Okay, no okay. pun intended. Scorpions are <laughs> <our> next.
3: <one. laughs> there you go.
2: But I had to do Sonya first.
3: Yeah, makes sense. Well, yeah. Well, shit. All right, all right, cool.
1: That was an episode. It sure was. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it because we went down. Many tangents, many rabbit
3: holes. Yeah, many rabbit holes for sure.
2: <laughs> Maybe we should put timestamps in this shit. Can you do that?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. we should. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is our episode. Uh, tune in next time for our next episode where. Uh, wait, did we decide what we're talking about? I don't got episode? the calendar open. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll be, talk
3: about yeah, fucking to be something. <laughs> It's got to be Mortal Kombat related, we can assure you of that. No
2: shit. I think our next break, though, well, will be... once the Game Awards come out? Because I figure maybe that'd be a good, relaxed, fit episode. Okay.
3: Yeah, but yeah, that's in December, but it's not far away. It's like within a week or so. Maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe our next episode will be like the Game way. Awards, but we'll see. Because Jay's going to be taking a little bit I don't know, it just feels appropriate because it's game related, right? And... It, it gives an opportunity to have a no-research episode and just bullshit about what else we're playing and what we're excited for. And we've done them two in a row already, so... Just a suggestion. Just a thought. Spitball in here.
1: Huh. Well, look at that. We did do a Johnny Cage. There we go. Yeah, yeah look at that. It. Back in April. Yeah. Yep, this year, we huh? Did.
2: You forgot already.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, my, my memory shit anyway, but... Alright. Thank you for listening. Everybody, follow us on our social medias. Uh, Like and subscribe and all that crap that people say Mm -hmm. that I don't know if people actually do or not. We
2: had one new follower lately, but yeah.
1: Thank you, Jay and Josh, for accompanying me on this podcast once again. Say it like it's a journey. It is. A journey begins and and continues and all that stuff. Everything in between.
3: And Josh, you have our outro. So, whenever, you, whenever oh, you're whenever yeah, you ready. Stepping ahead of you, Senior. Anything.
2: Yeah, I can do our outro. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, you see? uh, nope. And I'm going to apologize. Yeah, we, we, ran, we ran longer than we expected in this episode. And I'm going to apologize. My outro for this episode is going to be a story. Sorry. But it's not going to be a long story. And honestly, it's kind of painful to talk about. So, I kind of just want to get it out of the fucking way. Um... Yeah, Uh, so you know that, uh, speaking of Carrie Hoskins, um, when we did her MK3 episode, I laughed because she did that one video where she reads off a code, and I I don't remember the code now, Uh, it's like up, down, left, right, forward, back, and press start, and she pauses, and she kind of looks up to right, and she goes, I'll be your friend forever, and I said back in that episode that I did it, and I'm like, man, what a jit. And then, you know, she didn't become my friend. Well, you know, I figured, you know, there's no online support for MK3 anymore. (laughs) There never was. That's a joke. Um, (laughs) But I guess it's like a delayed reaction thing. Because, yeah, um, I'm not shitting you. Carrie Hoskins called me uh, a a month or two ago. And she's like, hey, it's Carrie. And I'm like, I haven't known a fucking Carrie since uh, high school. You don't say. She's like, no, Carrie. Carrie Hoskins. And I'm like, get out. And I'm like, boy, you know, we kind of like fantasizing about when we can have actual celebrity guests on. And like, you'd be definitely top of the list. And she's like, yeah, maybe I'll do that. But, you know, you got to get the gumption to to contact me and and request me to come on. I'm like, okay maybe in the future. But anyway, yeah, Carrie Hoskins became my friend uh, for a period there. I guess she still is. But after what happened, Um, the problem is she started calling a lot. Uh, you know, she'd be calm. I'd be in the middle of work, like it's fucking three o'clock and the phone rings and I'd pick it up and say, hey, and I'm like, God damn, hey, what's up, Carrie? I'm, I'm a little busy, but you know, what's going on? She's like, what you doing? And I'm like, working, you know, it's a little awkward. And, uh, it got to the point where it was like, maybe like at least fucking, I, I'd say daily, like once every day. Uh, she's real serious about being, she said it, I'll be your friend forever. Um, but it came to a head. Uh, this literally was three days ago, uh, or however many days, it was a Friday, I guess that's three days ago. And I had already finished work, but it was late. I was working late and I had been talking to my sister and she said, Oh, I got to go. I'll call you back. And I'm like, cool. Cause, and when I talk to my sister, I usually have my headphones on my headset so I could walk around the house, you know, walk and talk. So I still have my headset on and the phone rang again. So without looking at the phone, I just hit the button on my headset. I was like, yo, thinking it was my sister in here. Hey. And I'm like, God, fucking thing. It's Carrie. I'm like, what? what's up, Carrie? And she's like, hey, um, I need, I need your help. I need, I got a favor that I, I need your help with. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, is this where this friendship's going? Like, already? We're going to, like, I gotta do a favor for you? I'm like, what you need? She's like, well, I need you to, I need you to come over. It's hard to explain over the phone. In fact, I can't. I'm like, what? Do you even fucking live in my state? And she's like, yeah, I'm, come meet me at, and she gives me an address. And I'm like, what? Okay, this is eight o'clock at night. Now, with the, daylight saving time's over. It's dark too, right? I hate that too. I get off of work and it's already dark. It's depressing. And on top of that, it's raining. So I'm like, okay, fuck. I grab my rain jacket and I'm driving out to this address that Carrie Hoskins gave me. And I pull up and it's this kind of run-down house. The porch lights are on and it's kind of hard to see from the glare. Uh, And I pull up. There's another car in the driveway and I see someone come down uh, the steps off a porch and they're wearing a rain jacket. But I could see Under her hood, I could see her blonde hair spilling out. That's Carrie Hoskins. And I get out of my car, and walk up, and I'm like, about to say what's up until I see something laying on the ground next to the other car, and it's wrapped in a sheet, like a plastic sheet. And I'm like, is that? She's like, yeah, I need you to help me get rid of this. I'm like, is that a fucking body, Carrie? And she's like, yeah. This is, can you help me get rid of this body? We're friends forever, right? And I'm like, like, immediately I'm thinking like, okay, I need to, I need to turn around, get the hell out of here, get the cops to this address, but it's too late. I'm already here at the scene of the crime. It looks bad, right? So I'm pushover. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'm like, she's like, I'm, I can't think straight. Cause of what I just did, I need someone to, to help me think of how to get rid of this. And I'm like, all right, All right, uh, there's like a gorge nearby. Let's 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 load them up. And I should have requested that we use the car that was there. I don't know if it was her car or not. But uh, so Carrie helped me throw the body in uh, the trunk of my car. It's not the first time someone has been in the trunk of my car. Uh, Funny story about that later. That that was completely voluntary. That'd be a hilarious story though. Um, This is much different. This person was not only involuntary; he was without life. Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask much, but you know, so load them up and then I'm sitting, Carrie Ann Hoskins next to me in the passenger seat. Uh, she seems so chipper too for the situation and we don't say much. Uh, don't even turn on the radio and I drive, uh, maybe about five miles out to where I know there's a scourge and, uh, we pull in to the uh, area it's like this little uh, wildlife refuge area and the, there's a trail that leads down to where I'm thinking we can throw the body off and get us so unfortunately we gotta carry the body a little bit and so we opened the trunk and it stopped raining but it was super muddy uh, so Carrie and I got the body out and we're carrying it kinda awkwardly she got the feet I got the head and we already tripped and fell a couple times cause it was so fucking muddy and I got like mud all up on my my pant legs and she too and then until we figured out, I'm like, well, let's try and do it this way and carry on our shoulders like a log. And that seemed to work pretty good. <laughs> and so we got, uh it's hard to talk about. Man, we got we got the body to the gorge. It was about a 50-yard walk. And we let the body down of a thump. And it just sort of rolled up my foot. And there it goes. Just white plastic sheet just disappearing down the edge. You can hear it go thump, thump, thump. And as it sank down the incline, so did my heart, realizing what the fuck I just done. And uh, Carrie, on the other hand, she just went and dusted off her hands like she just like threw out the trash. And she's like, well, thanks. Uh, and, uh, I'm, my head's hanging low and we're turning around. And I'm telling you guys all this because, uh, as you'll find out here, I'm fucked anyway. So I might as well clear the air. Maybe the jury hearing this might. Uh, have some sympathy on me, knowing that I just cornered into it. But we're walking out of there and Carrie has her chin up high. She's like happy. And I hate that. This is how I fucking met Carrie Ann Hoskins. Uh, honestly, it's fucking awful. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd look over back where we came from and I had a realization. I'm like, fuck. And Carrie's like, whoa, what? And I'm like, It's fucking all muddy here. All our fucking uh, tracks are all through this place. We need to fucking, we need to clean this area up. And she's like, shit. And I'm trying to think of how how I can do it. Like, I don't have a shovel on me, something to level out and erase the footprints. And right as I'm thinking that, there's a flash. And it makes me jump. And as my light's eyes adjusting, I see there's someone standing in the trees dressed in black. And I'm like, fuck, Uh, you know. Didn't fucking pay attention. I should have made sure there was no uh, witnesses. And this person steps out and holds out his phone closer to my muddy foot- footprint and takes another picture. And as he's holding the phone, you could see the light from his screen uh, illuminating his face. His teeth kind of shined. And Carrie gasped next to me as she recognized who it was. And I recognized who it was, too. And he looks up at me and he recognizes me because it was another Carrie. It's Kerry Tagawa, and he turns his phone around and points the picture of the footprint, my footprint, that he had just taken, and he said, "Your soul is mine."
0: What
3: the? Uh, What the fuck? I'm sorry. I tried to think
2: of something better, but that's all I got. That's the last. That's the last (laughs) Kerry Tagawa outro I'll do. I
0: promise.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at combat time Pod, and visit
3: our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash CombatTimePodcast. You can also email us at CombatTimePodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. The Mortal Kombat continues.
0: Get over here!